Hey guys, brand new podcast. Birdie Boy World Tour this week hits Medford, Massachusetts. That's Boston to you, Ham and Eggers. It's not really Boston. And then we're at Foxwoods. And then we're in Portland, Maine. And then the next week, Wilkes-Barre, Schenectady, New York City, Washington, D.C. Tickets still available for the Beacon and the Washington, D.C. Dark Constitution Hall uh, on the late shows, a few. Um, and we're, we just, I think we're going to release tickets for uh, the Boston shows as well. Awesome. And uh, yeah, tickets always available. I always, I, we always hold on to take a couple tickets to, to throw on at the last minute. Um, thank you. Thank you, everyone um, who was in Indianapolis, Evansville, and Louisville, Louisville. I had an amazing week this week. My voice is shot because of it. Uh-huh. I had an amazing, amazing week. I absolutely love touring. People, you know, Tommy and Joe always say, you know, why do you tour so much? You're touring like crazy, man. You're going to burn yourself out. I do burn myself out from time to time. But, man, I fucking love it. Yeah, you I do. really love it. I'm in my zone. I was a hot mess this morning, huh? A little bit. You're a saint. You know that? I know that. I just wish you knew it more often. I do know it. Yeah, sometimes, though, you forget. Sometimes when you're a little too wrapped up in your own business, you forget. I was sweating. Yeah, you were. I was having hardcore panic attacks this morning. Yeah. Maybe you should slow down on the booze. I didn't. I had a bottle of wine last night. Oh, okay. Was was that slowing down? It was the morning. (laughs) the, The morning flight. I had some booze on the morning flight. Yeah. That's what it was. I, yeah, this ain't my first rodeo, big boy. Why do you love me? Um, Because you are a pure soul. I really, I am pure. What you see is what you get, even if it's a tantrum. <laughs> it's very real. <laughs> I love that about you. Tell me about your new body. I don't have a new body yet. How, what are we down? What is it, 12 today? 11 pounds. No, I'm still just 11. 11 pounds. 11 pounds, yep. Leanne started the journey at the beginning of this year saying, mind, body, and soul. Mind, body, spirit. Mind, body, and spirit. I got my mind and my spirit are in pretty good shape. My body was not in good shape. Not that it, I mean, obviously, vanity is part of life. I didn't look great, but I really felt like I wasn't, um, taking care of my body. Like I wasn't taking care of it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, squatting down to put clothes in the dryer and then standing up was efforted. And I was like, that may be a problem. <laughs> I should be able to just stand up from a squat. I mean, I'm not, I'm not 85. I'm 50. So that was You're really. You're not 50 yet. Don't do that. I'm 50 this year. You're 49 right I'm now. I'm 49. You're 49. For do not. A few I'm not months. married to a 50 year old right now. I know. You're not even going to be here for my birthday. Joe Coy just said, Joe Coy was just here earlier. And Joe Coy said, Yeah, I'm 50. And I went, You're 50? He goes, Well, I'm like 48. And I went, You're not fucking 50. Don't say 50. Like, I'm 47. I'm not 50. I'm definitely not 50. No, but I am 50 in August. I mean, like. By the way, this Mark is what this July, is what August. keeps me months. up with anxiety. Why would you have anxiety about that? I have anxiety about aging. Yeah, aging, but aging is part of life. It's part of the journey, right? It's, I might need to do mushrooms. As you get older, you should get more grounded and more settled. I would, and more wise, more comfortable in your own skin. That's what I think, anyway. Well, I wish I could be more like you. Uh, I'm a shit show. Then why do you love me? Well, because you're everything for me. You're my fucking lighthouse. (laughs) Okay, so I am your host. 
and you are my leech. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, this morning. You definitely, I leached off you. Oh, I needed some good energy. You were very fragile this morning. You could tell? Yes. <laughs> you were very fragile this morning. Yeah. But it's okay. We all have those times. You just have them more often than most. Yep. I have them too. I just have them like once a decade. <laughs> I don't know why I don't have them on the road. I just have them here. It's because I really believe it's because here is where your vulnerability lives. Your kids, your wife, your home. You really love our home. You always have. And I think that you get, you start feeling like the depth of how much you love your family. And that's very vulnerable. Would those that be two, accurate? Those two morons were making me laugh so hard last night when they locked me outside. I know. And they're like, I can't hear you. <laughs> I know. But that's where, you know, this is a place where nobody cares if you write a funny joke. Nobody cares if you sell out an arena or whatever. Not that you're selling arenas or theater. Nobody yeah. cares. They care if you pick up from softball. They care if you let them have a Coke when mom wouldn't let them have a Coke. That's what they care about is a very real relationship. And I think as you have, I've always told you, you have a little bit of social anxiety and those real relationships are a little scary for you. Whereas you can stand on stage and tell 3,000 people the most int intimate secret of your life and have no problem with it. But sitting down face to face with someone and talking, having an intimate conversation is almost unbearable sometimes for you. So I think when you step into the world that requires you to just be yourself, it's a little scary. Halsey, did you expect this intro? No. <laughs> <laughs> My trainer oh. thinks I should be a therapist. How many how many <laughs> uh, ball slams did you do? I'm so proud of myself. <laughs> I had to do medicine ball slams where you go over your head and then squat while you're slamming them and then you go over your head and you jump while you slam in them. You have to catch them and let the momentum of the ball keep you going. Mm -hmm. I did 150. Well, it was a 10, I think it was a 10 pound ball for, I don't remember how many I do at a time. And then an eight pound and then a six pound and then a four pound. So he, it starts with the heaviest and gets to the lightest. And my triceps are killing me today. Really? But nothing else is sore. I couldn't believe I could do that. I was really... I didn't think I did that many. And at the end of our training, he gave me a big high five. And he was like, 150. And I went, 150 what? He said, messing ball slams. I was like, there's no way. There's no way I did that. But I did. It's pretty cool. I uh, phoned it in at Hot Spin today. Did you? <clears throat> first, first six songs, I was in it. And then song seven, I was like, I'm like, I feel physically ill. I think I drank too much water. So what's that, like 20 minutes in, 15, 20 no, minutes No, it in? was at 25 minutes, I was, the class is 50 minutes. Okay. At 25 minutes, I was like, good. Okay. Um, Up until 30 minutes, I was good. And then my last 15 minutes of class, I was I was hurting. Were so you like hurting? 40 to, I I think was, you have a little cold. I think you're a little under the weather. You think? I do. And I know you always say your cold goes straight to your chest. But I don't. I don't think. I think you have I've been a emergencying cold. the fuck yeah. out of it. I think you are a little under the weather. Mm. Maybe or, I'll maybe I'll take a Nyquil and go to sleep tonight. Or you have really bad allergies, which would not be shocking because it is. You see how many blossoms are on that orange tree? They are oh, covered. Is that what it is? Um, and then it's windy. 
And right. anytime it's windy in LA, you have allergies. Today's podcast is with a guy I've known for a very long time. We talk about uh, how we met. Uh, we met through my cousin. My cousin set us up. I did his podcast. He used to do a, a podcast called Total Frat Move. Remember Stephen Fromkin wrote that movie, Total Frat Movie? Yep. And uh, and they had talked to me at one point through Jared. Here's what, I got, here's what I'm going to say. And I'm talking about myself right now. Sometimes when I... I don't know the right way to say this. Let me... Here's what I love about young comics. Okay. Their mind isn't wrapped up with ticket sales or 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 podcast info or p- podcast numbers or or ticket prices. They don't give a shit about any of that. They're just looking to get into clubs and be funny. That's it. Yeah. That's what I it's so refreshing. Guys like Jared, guys like Chris Stefano, uh Giannis Papas, uh uh Andrew Sh- Andrew Schultz. They just, when they come on podcasts, they just bring thunder. Yeah. That's why I say, anytime you see a name and you go, oh, that's that guy from New York. He's young, right? That You forget, those are the funniest motherfuckers on podcasts. Often, more often than not, that is the fu- that is the hardest you laughed on podcasts. Because I'll tell you right now, you found me when I was a young Comic-Con Rogan. You found Tom when he was a young Comic-Con Rogan or Joey. It's a, it's. I can get, I can get, and you know, if you listen to this podcast, I can get obsessed about the story of how someone got there or what their journey was like or what it was like to do. Man, you bring young guys on their podcast and they're just fucking funny. They're just funny. They're, I remember being a young comic and just all I was like, anything over the lines, I'm taking it. Anything on the line, I'm taking it. The most, I just wanted to bring thunder of funny. Jared Freed brings thunders of funny. He's got a podcast right now called uh, You Up Podcast and J Train Podcast. J Train Podcast. He is. He was just in La Jolla last weekend. He mentions his tour dates. I think he does, right? Yeah, March he's going to be at the Laugh Boston the 19th through the 21st and April 17th and 18th at Gotham. He is legit funny and he and I think he, I want, I'd be curious to know if he drank this weekend because he, he hasn't been drinking all all this year, but it was his weekend. It was his birthday and he was in La Jolla. I'd be, I'd be curious if he drank, but he's a fucking awesome dude. He's a great comic. He's a New York comic. If you get a chance, if you live in either of those two cities to go out and see him, trust me, I always say this, but it's, the young comics are always the funniest because they're fucking trying, they're busting their ass. I mean- right. I, now, granted, I mean, he's no work as funny as me. You know, I'm really super talented. Of but course, no, of course, of no, course. No, but I'm being serious. This is a fun podcast. I learned about the fat guy nipple, the third nipple. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What? When you pull your shirt like this, oh. and then you got a, a third nipple in your center of your chest. Got it. Yeah. So without further ado, make sure to see me on the Birdie Boy World Tour. By the way, that's see, I'm old guy. All I'm doing is talking about tickets and fucking venues. Boston, uh, Foxwoods, Portland, Maine. Schenectady, Wilkes-Barre, New York at the Beacon, Washington, Dark Constitution Hall. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, my buddy, Jared Freed. This is the What are you doing out here? Just come out to do I'm press? San Diego. Are you doing La Jolla? Yeah. 
Oh. I heard it's great. You haven't done it yet? Never. Oh my god, it's one of my favorite clubs. Really? It's one of my favorite clubs in the in the world. It's super intimate. Uh like like intimate meaning uh like they're right on top of you. Yeah. And uh and they put you up at the condo or they put up you at the condo next door. I, I'm guessing, yeah. Oh, that they, condo is fucking awesome. nice. Let me tell you something. I'm a snob. Yeah. I got to a place, you know, when you start start doing the road. When you start doing the road, there's like a there's like a jump when you start doing the road and you're selling tickets and then you and then part of you is like, hey, it's the first time in your career when you like once you've done a round of selling tickets, mm -hmm. that next round you start going, what what hotel are they putting me in? Sure, sure. <laughs> and like you, because you're like, no, I mean, nothing for nothing, but like fifty extra dollars, I'll put that in if it's a better hotel, it's got a better gym. For sure. Man, that hotel I will not switch, or that condo I won't. You'll switch still out stay for. there. I, st I I was. I said when I first did it, I said, uh, "Don't I don't I'm not doing condos. I ne I never do a condo. I never. Okay. I got in a lot of trouble in the Cincinnati condo. Why? Um, candidly, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I this is what I think happened. Okay, <laughs> I didn't leave a tip. Uh, and you have to tip the condo. You had to tip the person who cleaned the condo. The person that cleaned oh. the condo was the door guy. And they, this is my daughter Isla. Hi, I'm Jared. Nice to meet you." So you had to tip that guy. I did not. I didn't tip. That was a mistake on my part. Okay. Um, I but, didn't even know. But that's some, what, I didn't even know something like that existed. Like I, I sure. just was like, I, I. Do you tip the like the maid at the like, at the at the hotel? Yeah, but I you usually don't? yeah yeah. But I'm a pig. I don't let them in my room from For the, the whole sec, the whole time. So when by the time they get to it, it's it's pretty trash. See, I always don't know. I'm like, doesn't it switch every day? So if I leave it at the end, if oh. I get it every day. Like if you're letting if you're not letting him in the whole time, okay, that one person gets the tip. I get that. Yeah. I never know if like, do you leave it every day? Ah, uh, you should, I guess. Now that you say that, I I always, don't know. I always just left a big tip at the end of the week, figuring they'd share it. I just didn't know. Yeah. Um. But so yeah, so I I did. I was in the Cincinnati condo with I think I want to say Ryan Dalton. I guess I, I can't remember. And um, I didn't tip, and then I got a phone call saying I wasn't allowed in any Funny Bone condos ever again because I trashed it. What's crazy is I cleaned the condo. You know, it's, it's like but don't you get a warning? Isn't there like a like no. a flare sent up? Like, hey, man. No, they they said I had shit on the bed and thrown up all over the walls. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> okay, well, hold on. <laughs> I thought you were gonna be like the towels were left. Like I thought this was like something my mom would get mad about. My mom would be like, "You didn't leave. You left the, the bed unmade. You shit on the bed. That's a that's, that's how a meth said. addict leaves the place." It was funny because the call came in, <laughs> and I said, "Hang on. If you really believed I shit on the bed, yeah. wouldn't you go? Hey, man, are you okay? Are you okay? Yeah, that's. <laughs> I understand that you shit on the bed and threw up all over the walls. Sure. What happened? Would yeah. be your first. You wouldn't be." get out of here and never be you know never yeah. be seen again it would be <laughs> hey man uh let's let's have a talk let's you know like listen we're, the next time you're at the funny oh. bone we're gonna start with an intervention i was at the grove with my kids i had just flown back and i got an early flight it's monday i'm at the grove with my kids we're going to see a movie i go in i get a phone call from my manager at the time who said hey man what happened in cincy and i said oh and by the way, it was just a crazy weekend. So yeah. I go, oh, I'll tell you about it. Let me go. I'm going to the movie theater with the girls. Sure. And by the time I got out, it was, hey, you're not allowed at any condo at any Funny Bone ever. And I was like, wait, what? And the next weekend, I had Toledo booked. And Jeff was the owner, I think, of Toledo at the time. I think now he owns, I think now he owns Kansas City or Kansas okay. City. 
and Jeff was like, um, at the end of the, it's so crazy because in Toledo, the toilet broke. They had an electric, they have electric toilet at the Toledo Funny Bone. Okay. So you can't shit in it, right? So, <laughs> so you gotta go on the bed. So the next week I'm there. Like, <laughs> I guess the next option. Yeah. The, ne- the next week I'm there and the toilet breaks and they're like, of course of it course. does. Of course it does. It's Chrysler and his shit. Yeah. This guy. This, this guy, guy is out of fucking control. <laughs> out of control, yeah. And the manager, this manager was so, there's two There's two managers. There was one that was like hilarious. I think his name was John and he would be like, you'd see him and he'd greet you with such salesman energy. What's up, homeboy? Yeah. Like, but he was, yeah. it was, he was the funniest fucking guy. I think he just managed a restaurant, but there was this other guy who was young who was so fucking inappropriate. Okay. <laughs> First thing he does, is he comes back to the green room, really aggressive, and he's like, I'm on, st- I come off stage, right? I come off stage. It happened wh- when I was on stage. Mm-hmm. It happened while I was on stage. I come off stage and he's standing at the green room door and he just greets me. He goes, did you shit in our toilet? <laughs> and I was like, no. And he's like, yes, you did. We know about you. You shit in our toilet. By the way, <laughs> the I, don't realize, <laughs> I don't realize the word has gotten out yeah. across all the boards. I didn't realize that this had gone to everyone. Like it had been a mass email that they had shared. And I was like, I was like, no. And he goes, no, we know about you. You shit in that toilet. And I go, first of all, I didn't shit in the toilet. Second of all, this is super aggressive. What's going on? I didn't even yeah. know what's going on. And he's like, it's flooded. The green room's flooded. It's fucking flooded. And I was like, okay. I was like, well, I, I, when did it flood? And he was when you were on stage. And I go, okay, I couldn't have shit on it in it when I was on stage. Well, just the fact that you're having the discussion with him now oh. is like some sort of like admission. Also, if that email went out, you know, the minute you walked in, the whole wait staff is, that's the guy. Everyone, that's the guy. everyone, that's the guy, everyone. So, so we do. That's the first show. Okay. We do the second show, and as I'm about to go on stage, it's been now like I think like about an hour since that happened. As I'm about to go on stage, he goes, "Oh no, I have to apologize. One of our bitches was on their periods and flushed a fucking tampon down there." Okay. No, and I was like, "All right." And then he went from fl- stu- from waitress to waitress, asking if they were on their period. Okay, this guy is, fucking. By the way, that Toledo, is he in jail now? Like that Toledo funny bone was so fucked in so many fucking ways. I, that sounds like a bad workplace atmosphere. Can you imagine someone just walking around? Who's on the rag? Like he would did. He went, he, went, he went. Literally went from girl to girl, and then I stopped him. I go, "Hey, man." By the way, this is way before me too. I was like, "You're definitely not allowed to do that." Yeah, like, this, that's no. how unwoke this dude was. Is that he was doing that? Just going up, but like they're like bringing a tray of food out, and he's like, "Are you on the rag?" Yeah. I don't even know how that guy operates today. Like, how is he? He, he was so <laughs> fucking aggressive. I mean, imagine him today. He's like, "They won't even let us ask." <laughs> you know, like, how am I supposed to fuck someone yeah. if I at work if I can't ask them if I want to fuck them? That's right. Come on, man. He was so that Toledo funny bone. There was, I mean, this was like the craziest. It was like the Wild West of Funny Bones. Back when there were no fucking rules. Just anything when. I remember we went in and we did Andrew Z was the guy's name. Okay. Andrew Z was the morning radio show. Okay. And if you did well on Andrew Z, you murdered. You you, you sold the whole weekend out. Okay. Uh, First time I ever sold out a weekend. Not sold was papered, you know, obviously. But I go in, I do Andrew Z, and I do very well on radio. Mm -hmm. I wake up that night and Andrew Z is like texting me or Call, I don't even know if text was that big back then, but texted me and he's like, yo, I got a pizza place 
down the street. Why don't you come party at my pizza place? We owned after a pizza the show. Place. Yeah, he's, okay. he was like the big fucking DJ. Yeah. By the way, I hope Ziza. Andrew, uh, no. Uh, <laughs> like, oh, what was it called? Oh, I I think it was called Andrew Z's. Okay. And so we part. We went down there. We party. We got. I mean, he owned the place, so the doors locked. Two in the morning. Sure. Shirts off. Body shots. I mean, it was just fucking crazy. Yeah. Chaos. Pass out. He parties with us again the next night. I come back the next time I go to Toledo. I'm like, yo, are we doing Andrew's? He's they're like, oh, he's in prison. And I was oh like, my god, what? They're like, <laughs> they're like, he, he robbed his own pizza place. Oh, so it was all like a front. I was like, what? No, I don't know. I this is allegedly because I, I don't remember the story has mm -hmm. obviously been passed down a bunch, and I liked Andrew Z a lot. Yeah, but there was, I guess, there was like. He hadn't paid rent in a while, and so they locked him out. But he had like a hundred grand in his safe, I so gotcha. he broke in. He allegedly, allegedly, I, uh, very allegedly, <laughs> broke into his own place and stole the hundred grand. But there were fucking cameras everywhere sure. that he had installed, and they were like, "Oh, we're just gonna check your footage." Yeah, but I think that's what happened. He was the funnest fucking radio. He, he knew was, what he was doing. He was just fun fucking radio. Like, do you? You guys it, missed that. You guys well, missed that Isn't it more entirely. fun? I think I think what we miss, though, is people caring. You know, isn't it more fun when you know the lines are hot, people are listening? Yeah. Like, podcasts are more fun that way now. You know, where it's like, you know there's going to be a response. You know people are into it. Like, so now you go on these radio shows, and it's like one tweet that's like, did I win the tickets? You know, like, it's, it's, it's like I'll one. I'll what's cool is like, and what's crazy is, I say I'm saying this very broad strokely and I, I may be inaccurate when i say this but when i'm gonna say you guys and when i say you guys i mean like you um like your whole the whole new york group sure even the la group and when i say la i mean like the tony Hinchcliffs mm -hmm. and the I, I would say brian redband but like i don't think he he might do radio jeremiah um andrew santino even theo to some extent uh-huh that age group is just a little bit younger than me yeah so i was like a very I was a very young headliner. Uh-huh. So like I like I remember when I started headlining I was like probably 31 and like I remember no one my age was headlining. Uh-huh. It, it it felt like it felt yeah, like no, I, 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 I know what you mean. But what you guys got to miss out on is uh, how and I say this once again broad strokingly I'm not accurate on this. I I understand that uh, I'm just saying you guys didn't learn how to do radio. Like you guys, sure. there were certain things that you had to learn. It was almost like a muscle. Like if once you got the Bobby Lee fucking murders on radio, mm -hmm. like when you watch Bobby Lee do radio, you, you if you go in with him, you just sit back like, dude, you know who the best on radio was? Hmm. Daniel fucking Tosh. He knew what he was doing. Daniel Tosh, Mike Birbiglia. They owned radio they made it daniel tosh i saw a clip of him doing radio one time and he just anything they said he already had a setup punch joke to he was like ready to go and like, it was and it was just having it all on the top of your head and being able to take their energy it's almost like like i guess taekwondo or jujitsu where you use their <laughs> energy against them and it was like i mean when you saw it done well it was masterful and it's not podcasting podcasting is the ability to to be able to hang mm -hmm. and not i 
I think I don't even mean, I remember doing the first podcast I ever did like big one was like one where I was like oh this is different was Rogan uh-huh and you just went in and it was no bits yeah it was no it was just like just a legit three-hour hang we smoked weed had a couple beers mm -hmm. and talked about whatever came up yeah and I was like whoa I remember being caught off guard and if you listen to the first time I did Rogan, you can hear me trying to slide bits in because mm -hmm. I was so used to radio. Yeah, because it's a slowed down thing. Yeah. Like the radio, you it's 10 minutes and we're out. Get your get your bits in. Get your personality across. It's not even 10 minutes and you're out. This was, the, this was how radio worked. It was 10 minutes and then we decide if you stay for the hour. <laughs> like, Will you stay for the news? Yeah, like, yeah, no, it would be like you do, like, Elliot in the Morning is a perfect example. Now, I, I, I mean, I'm, Elliot in the Morning is, there's I'll, there's a lot of shows I'm really close with, mm -hmm. and there's probably five that I'm really, really close with, meaning, like, if they ask me to do something, I'd do it without asking. Sure. No money. I've done it, and actually, every single one I'm mentioning, I've done something with for them. No money asked, just please, I love, I, I love your show. Out in the morning was the first show I went in, and it was like it was like it was almost like they the club told you if you can if you can do good for the first break like the first fifteen minutes mm. then he'll keep and it, so it was almost like it was almost like hooking up with a chick yeah like you just you just wanted to have enough fun at dinner so she if she was cool at the bar if she was cool at the bar if she would go to the, maybe they go to the next bar yeah yeah and then you're touching the small of the back yeah and then it's like hey we should i got beers at my place and that first elliot in the morning i was fucking her on her counter yeah i was so good on that fucking show i mean like and it's just elliot was this was this is still is this amazing laugher yeah like he gets in the moment and i was and i think i got drunk and i was i gave out my wife's phone number on accident like it was just absolute like I went back and the whole weekend was sold out. I went to the club and the whole week that and that doesn't happen anymore. It does happen with Elliot. Preston and Steve it'll happen with. Uh huh. Rover Rover's Morning Glory. God damn it. If you do that show, you're this one? Cleveland hilarities. Okay. Rover's Morning Glory, Cowhead, or Mike Calta. Um I've got I've done a Calta. That's fun. Like Yeah. You're like in a like the atmosphere is fun. Yeah. Like you walk in right away and you're like, okay, everyone knows their roles. Everyone knows what they're doing. Like they want you to do well. Yeah. They want you to do well. Yeah. They want to have fun with you. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's really crazy. Wait, when did you start headlining? Really only like consistently recently. Really? Like the last like year, year and a half. Like it was like, it's been, you know, kind of like, it was kind of tough, you know, any, for anybody, you know, it's like, um, just like, and I started doing, you know a newer podcast and like that started like hitting a thing with like women so they started coming out so that started getting me more dates you know it was kind of like you know audience first then headline second oh i think yeah that's the way it's that's the way that's, that's the, the way, mandate now yeah back in the day it was and me and christina pajinski tom segura's wife i say that because her name's christina p you know same mm -hmm. name but like uh me and push we used to talk about it and and i always said headline first audience second like yeah go to these clubs and let them build you a following that was not accurate that is not an accurate statement it's you yeah. need your audience first and then you can have and you got to be working on it. like it's like almost like you have to be working on the audience while you're working on the act like yeah i'm running around new york i'm doing as many sets as i can fit in a night like and it's like during the day like i was had the ability to like start a podcast start you know writing places start doing stuff online like 
online was kind of like is kind of like the savior for me you know yeah. where i can like you know look just like you're saying like you hear these stories of like well they bring you up through the clubs and you'll work on the hour and it's like that's for me that wasn't the case you know like it's like so wait, tell me tell me where did you start where like because i first heard uh, i mean i know you but like i first heard i heard of you before i worked with you well, yeah, because you know what? It's funny because you came on my podcast. Yeah. And that I, I, my cousin Andrew it. set it up. So Andrew Hobson and I were in the same pledge class in college. Are you serious? I thought, yeah, this is how I did we, not fucking know that. <clears throat> this is how we got together. So it's funny because like I'm starting to do comedy. I moved to New York. I'm like selling life insurance. And then Hobson was always like, dude, my cousin. And I like looked you up. I was like, immediate fan and like, yeah knew like and i like knew your stuff and then like i you know i'm trying to just do open mics in new york and yeah. all this time like figure out my own shit you know and it was so funny because like you know you the whole thing with like like i knew the machine story like and i knew like the you know your i knew your like your origin story so to speak and, <laughs> and and it's like it's funny because i started doing like writing for total frat move which was like one of those like websites that was like frack guy you know like all these like at the time when i started doing comedy like all these like bro bible tfm you know barstool all these little i like, hope they sort of beer in hell was big at that that time. was yeah. huge and it's like listen i was in a fraternity but like i wasn't like a like i didn't my parents didn't do it i wasn't like joining a fraternity because i was like i have to go with my dad i just yeah. want to have fun with a bunch of dudes like i just enjoy yeah. and like hobson and i we pledged together and like and for, who, who he is also fucking hilarious like he is one of the he really genuinely and and i think i was late to the game on this one of the funniest human beings dude we used to and when we were pledging there's this fucking he used to do this dance i i i, don't, I think he's okay to funky town he would do a whole thing to funky town okay when we were yeah. pledging and all the brothers in the house like he would perform it like for the brothers in the house <laughs> and funky town became like his thing Oh, I'm gonna and definitely play Funky Town on the bus this play weekend. Play it this weekend and see if he lights up. And he had this whole bit for Funky Town, <laughs> but the bit was so fucking hilarious. Like we loved it. Everyone loved. It. We get drunk. Funky Town, put it on. And I'll never forget. I just was talking to one of our other one of our other buddies on the phone before I got here. He goes, "Do you remember the last Funky Town?" And we were like, "Oh," and I was like, "Oh shit, yeah." It was there was a moment where it ended. We were like, we were like, do it again, do it again. And he was mid through it. We were like, it's over. Like we all just like, we're like, stop, it's done. <laughs> and it was like the end of funky town. Like it was like the perfect example of like, you know, the joke that like has been done into the ground. Yeah. And then you're like, hopefully it'll come back again. But it's like, <laughs> this is done. And I just remember like the brothers being like, it's enough with funky town. Like, like, like they're mad that we're like, well, what about funky town? We'll do it. Like that was how we cheered up the brotherhood. Yeah. And I just remember Hobson was like the, like the best at this one thing. Oh, so funny. But then I get out of college and I'm doing like what I would do on stage. I didn't know that like, this was a brand, you know, like yeah. to be a fun guy, which is a By brand. Way, isn't that crazy? It is a brand. Well, that's the thing. Like, and so a lot of times people would bring you up to me. Yeah. And I was like, that's a, you know, to me, that's a huge compliment. That's a huge compliment uh, to me well, that, that I would be brought up to someone. Well, that I'm like, and I'm like, but I also like, I was like, uh, and Hobson like got us together over Twitter to like come on the, and you came yeah. on and it was great. And it's a fun episode. And we talked about like, you know, we talked about like, just like frat stuff. Cause it was a TFM podcast. I went yeah. to them. 
back in the day on a bachelor party being like, hey, man, to those guys being like, I want to start a podcast. They were like, what's a podcast? I'm like, perfect. I was like, I'll host it. You guys. What happened? What happened to Total Frat Move? I think they're, they're still around. My buddy wrote a movie for them. That's They did a movie. They did the a movie. Total Frat Move they movie. They reached out they, to me to see if I wanted to write a movie, and I kind of met with them. No, they, they, were, they had a movie. I think they had a movie, and they needed someone to clean it up or, or punch it up or, or restructure it. I forget what it was. And I remember being like, I'm just, I'm too busy. And my buddy, Stephen Frompkin, ended up, I think he was connected with them somehow. And he's like, I'll just fucking write your goddamn movie. And he sat down and wrote the rest Dude, of the movie. I for remember him. this because it was all like gonna be, it was all through like kind of Patreon ish before Patreon. Yeah. And I was writing for them, like, and they're like, well, maybe we'll have you in the, because I'm just, all this time, I'm just looking to go to places, be funny at their place, like kind of the online version of a comedy club, be funny on, the, on, their, on their platform. Yeah. And take as many Twitter followers and Instagram followers, and when the Instagram came up, and as I can. Yeah. And when I said to them, let's start a podcast, and they didn't know, and I was already listening to a lot. Like, I love listening to podcasts. So I'm like, that's my, like, I love talk radio. So Dude, like, I loved talk radio when I was a kid. I would listen to talk radio when I laid in bed. That's how I went to sleep. Oh. I put sleep timer on 20 and put on WEEI, like Boston Sports Radio. Uh, 970. Uh, 970 in Florida. I forget what it was. 970 and there was another one i think 12 1250 or something and i would listen or maybe it was 750 and 950 mm -hmm. and i would listen to them at night it was like a great way to go to sleep yeah and when i found podcasts the, the, you know obviously the first one i think everyone found maybe not everyone but the first one i ever heard was ricky gervais and it blew my fucking i never had seen comedy on a radio done this way mm -hmm. of like cursing and just uh, I never listened to that show because they went to paid. Remember, they were like the first oh, ones. I got D. I got CDs. Oh, really? Of them? Yeah. Someone gave me a CD, and I put it in my truck. I was driving to go pick up my mom at the airport, and Carl Pilkington made me cry. Ricky Gervais laughing at Carl, Stephen Merchant, and Ricky Gervais laughing at Carl, and I couldn't tell if he was joking. I was crying laughing and then they made the cartoon right yeah but and that like, stink I, I mean i they lost me after that like sure. the, the, the organic what it i've never been a fan of cartooned um podcasts okay yeah it, I, I, for some reason that loses me um but man that original audio podcast was like shut the fuck up but i then, remember coming in after that that's like when okay they, like, okay so then so then the next they, one was yeah. the next one was isla clicked on a picture of Tom Segura. She, Island, my girls knew Tom and Christina very well, mm -hmm. especially at the time when they were broke. Um, clicked on a picture of Tom on the computer, and it was Tom doing Rogan's podcast back when they had snowflakes. There okay. used to be snowflakes on it. And I'm listening to Tom and Joe talk on my computer. Yeah. And I'm like, wait, who, Isla, what the fuck is that? And then she's just sitting watching Rogan's podcast because she saw Tom on it. Sure. And he's just watching it. And I sat with Island watched. This must have been. I mean, just Google Joe Rogan. It must have been That's Joe Rogan, J R E, a uh, fucking number three or something. And and so like. And they're just hanging. And they're and it, it, no, they used to answer questions, so people could write in questions sure. and they'd answer questions. And then the questions kind of took a back seat to the hang. Mm -hmm. And then they get high as fucking just hang. And then and and but I mean that was like, and then I want to say like a weekend after that I listened to maybe Janine Garofalo or Doug Stanhope on Mark Maron. Uh-huh. And I was fucking... Th then I was like, oh, my God. I mean, that was... Early Maron... Yeah. 
was such like a, a fucking game changer. Yeah. Mid-roll reads. Mid-roll reads. What are they? These are mid-roll reads. This podcast is brought to you by Hims. I would say 80% of my friends have lost their hair. Have lost their hair. 66% of men start losing their hair by the age of 35. And once you've noticed it, it can be too late. I started catching my hair loss when I was 22 years old. When I was 22 years old, Jeff Hartley said, oh, bro, I think you're going bald. And my heart sank. I panicked. And I thought the best thing to do to prevent hair loss is to do something about it while you still have hair. Back then, you had to go to a doctor. It was a horrific experience to go to a doctor, say, I'm losing my hair. The doctor then said, no, you're not. I was like, well, I think I am. I want to get prescribed the medicine. And they're like, I'm the doctor. I'll tell you if you're losing your hair. And then you had, it, was, it was awful. And then when you did get prescribed, you had to wait in long pharmacy lines. For hims is one-stop shopping for hair loss, skincare, and sexual wellness for men's. Hims was created by a guy who realized that some men health conversations are easier to have online than in person. I am one of those guys. If I could have had the option of going online back then, I probably would have gotten done it way earlier than I did, but I didn't. I had to go to an in-person awkward doctor visit, have to sit in a long pharmacy line. For hims connects you with real doctors online, which could save you hours, completely confidential and discreet. All you got to do, answer a few quick questions and a doctor will review you and determine if it's right for you. And if they can prescribe you the medication to treat hair loss, they will. And it will be shipped directly to your door, discreetly and directly to your door. No snake oil pills, no gas station counter supplements, prescription solutions backed by science. Hims is helping men be the best version of themselves with licensed physicians and FDA-approved products to treat hair loss, ED, you name it. Right now, my listeners can get started with their first month for free. Go to forhims.com slash BurtCast. That's forhims.com slash BurtCast. Remember, prescription requires an online consultation with a physician who will determine if a prescription is appropriate. Offer valid only if prescribed. Three-month minimum subscription. Additional restrictions may apply. See website for full details and important safety information. Remember, that's forhims.com slash BurtCast. TurboTax, people do amazing things every day, so it makes no sense that they shouldn't feel confident about doing their taxes. TurboTax believes that with the right tools and encouragement, people can do anything. Yes, even taxes. And with TurboTax Live, you can even get access to CPAs and EAs on demand who are available to answer your questions or give advice on how to file even on nights and weekends so you can do your taxes with ease and confidence, and never feel stuck or alone during the tax process. You can also rest assured that you'll be getting the best possible outcome, which means you can file your taxes quickly, easily, and get back to all those amazing things that people can do every single day. TurboTax. All people are tax people. Dude, I remember taking... um the iPad, iPod mini mm -hmm. before I went to work, I started comedy in 2010. I was selling life insurance before that. And before I go to work, I would plug in my iPod mini to get Corolla oh, in 15 yeah. minute segments. And it was his radio show turned into a podcast. Yeah. So I became a huge fan of, cause Howard Stern's behind a paywall. 
And I'm listening to Stern because I had a car before that, but then that ran out. So I'm looking for new stuff. So like the obvious transition was to Corolla, 15 minute segments before I left for the day. And I became, you know, it's podcasts are so habit based. Like, yeah, they're all about habit on the way to work at the gym. Like I have a gym podcast. I listen to a podcast while I lift and I listen to music when I run like I understand. And you're inside yeah. of people's heads. So the in just like, you know, I mean, oh, who yeah. knows better than you? The, the relationship oh, is so intimate. It's so intimate. I, you know, I I wholehearted all out fell in love with Opie and Anthony mm-hmm. based on their Sirius XM show. Ron and Bennington, Fez Watley. You become a part of the world. I became I I I remember I when I I didn't do Opie and Anthony because mm-hmm. I had a fallen out with one guy who kind of like asked them not to have me on and okay. so I couldn't really get on. I did it once and then mm-hmm. I wasn't allowed back on for a period of time. And then and, and so I never really got to know them. I, kn- I know them both now, and I've known Jim forever. But like, I would I to this day like like when I did Anthony's podcast uh, last when, maybe last year I guess or whatever. Yeah. And I told him, you know, it's so funny. I, I I was such a fan of yours, but I never really got to do Opie and Anthony. It was good. Like when when you guys were all friends, I got it when you guys were fighting, and like the second the segment was done everyone was out and even when the segments were going everyone was on their phone yeah and no one was really like i never got to and but the pod the the show i listened to was this playful fun room where you'd watch anthony fuck around with your jokes with comics jokes Mm -hmm. and punch them up and make you think quicker yeah and the last time i did his show i go i said to him i think privately maybe you're on the show i said just so you know man this is what I've always wanted. I've been such a fan for so long. Sure. And it's so nice to give, be able to play with you on, on radio. Yeah. And you could see him be like, huh? Like, yeah. okay. But, you know, so there was a time where he was like, where especially when he started uh, his show, where it was, it, you'd go on and it would be a little more political based or a little mm-hmm. more social justice, uh, against social justice or whatever. Mm-hmm. And But the last time I went on, and I, I want to say it's because of, uh, because of Dave, um, Dave, who's his co-host? anthony's co-host dave um fucking never mind god damn it god damn it with a j type god damn it i feel horrible right now it's anthony's anthony's yeah uh just you're it's i i'm i'm I'm, you're by the way i'm about to say another comedian's name and i don't want to (laughs) i know who you're gonna say anthony (laughs) cumius and halston get on this shit no, art, no, no, but uh, the, Dave, just, not just gal. N- that's J- the name Dave, I knew you were going to yeah, say. Yeah, yep, yep. Uh, <laughs> Dave, God damn it. Someone's screaming it. This is a, also like this when you is my to podcast, favorite thing on a podcast. <laughs> when you listen to them, you know the moments where you're going, and I'll do it on my where I'm going, I know you're yelling. I know you're screaming. You're screaming the name. And he's now doing it now. Yeah. Anyway, it's because of him we had so much <laughs> fucking fun on the show. And so. No. no jim norton Jesus, Wait, now we, now we both hate you so but, <laughs> but like but like i I would do opie's show when opie was still on sirius xm and, and jim yeah. and sam were doing their thing i'd do his show and i'd say things about his life where he would look at me and go you really were a fan i was like dude that four hours yeah the first the first hour where they all ate breakfast on air dude <laughs> it's it's also like a, re- a relief from your own thoughts like yeah. you put your brain on on the shelf when you get into a show like Opie and Anthony or Howard or you know any Rogan. podcast. 
Rogan. Dude, Rogan, I listened to fucking Rogan. I listened to him talk to Melissa Chen, I think it was, last the other day. Okay. And I was fucking fat. I sat in the sauna for 45 minutes and was like, I'm not done. When you're in, you're fucking I in. I think Melissa yeah. Chen is the right name. I don't know. I, but, no, I know. Who yeah. you, I saw that yeah. episode pop up. But I, I mean, like, I listened to, like, Tony Kornheiser. Like, I love PTI. Yeah. And the minute I got into this podcast thing and when I found Corolla and then he turned into a podcast and I'm like, I just saw Tony Corner. I was like, I like him on PTI. I love PTI. I've been watching since the first episode. Yeah. And now I'm in on his world. And I actually, he used to do live podcasts at a restaurant that he owned. Oh my so God. So in DC, I'm in DC. I was like, they start taping at like 7 a.m. I woke up like as if I was tailgating for a football game. I woke up and I went up to him and I was like, hey man. I was like, I... I just have to say hi, thank you. And like, I know, because listen, I don't have the audience that you have or he, but whatever, but it's like, I have people that come up to me and say, do that thing where they're like, thank you. They, you got yeah. me through this. You got me through that. And it's that like, is so meaningful. It is meaningful. And like anyone listening to this, if you ever go like, I, I'm debated, I don't want to make an ass out of myself. You have no idea how much that fucking means to me. It's amazing. Uh, it, it is, it is because I know that there have been times when a pot, like, Dave Landau. Landau. God damn it. And we were thinking Jay because of its rhymes with just cow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Dave. Um, but but you know what's crazy is that like uh it's like um I, I mean I had this so much but when I was on Travel Channel, I was I had a really hard time sleeping. Yeah. And one and I would you know have a few cocktails at the end of the night. Mm -hmm. And the idea of getting in bed, if I like this sounds really horrible, but and because I had anxiety about the next day. I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> I know like the, the idea of getting in. The, like I haven't drank since the first. So oh, I'm for like, real? So the first of the year I haven't drank. Oh, I, thought, I was like first of March yeah. makes sense. <laughs> or, I guess February. Three days. Uh, no, yeah. like, I, <laughs> that's a real alcoholic. I've been uh, two so, hours. So uh, what, you stopped drinking on the first? On the first. Good Just because I was like, let's see what if, I want to feel a little better. I want my shirts to fit nicer. Ooh. It's really just. Uh, my shirts to fit nicer that's is it. the biggest reason to quit. That's the only it, reason. It to sucks so bad. To be going to a fancy dinner with your family uh, and throw on a shirt and go, great, so I'll be uncomfortable as fuck. For four hours, up to six. And I'm going to feed myself to be more uncomfortable. I'm going to add to this disaster that I've already created. Like, nothing is I'm going worse. in. I'm going into the casino in the hole. Yeah, I'm as skinny as I'm going to be tonight. And now I gotta put on the shirt. Now I'm sweating while putting on the shirt. I'm the skinniest I'm gonna be all night. And, <laughs> and that's I'm it. already uncomfortable. I'm already miserable. And they're going, you have to wear a tucked in shirt. And you're going, and you're like, you're, I'm back to my like 10 year old <laughs> fattest self, most oh. like, and going, oh my God, this is the night. This is me. The only thing worse than that is when you put on a pair of jeans and you go to button them and there's oh. no hope. Oh. The, the two continents go, oh. oh no, no, there's a sea in between us. <laughs> And you're like, this I ain't gonna happen. Suck it in. I should. And then you're like, who who uses a dryer anyways? <laughs> who the fuck dries jeans? You put them on a hanger outside with a cool mist. You know, like there was a period of time when I was putting on jeans wet and wearing them outside until they dried. <laughs> I th that is like my life. My oh. life. I I like my mom like is addicted to shopping. So she yeah. would like she would, she'd take the addiction out on us. Like she would bring me out. Like this is the biggest luxury problem anyone could ever have. Like my mom <laughs> loved buying me clothes. Uh, you know, I'm not here to talk about my horrible life. That's my horrible life. Yeah. Is we go into fucking dressing rooms and my mom like loves buying shit. Doesn't matter who it's for. Yeah. She just wants to shop for you. 
And I remember, and I, and I, I had a, like a flashback. Like, and I'm not complaining about my life. Like, I, yeah, like yeah. I'm the most well comedian maybe on earth. So, like, I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I remember, I went to go try on clothes to get like for a wedding, and the girl, I remember the girl was like, I would try on the pants and I'd start sweating because I was like, they don't fit. Oh my god! And I remember growing up, my mom would go, "Well, why?" She would give me pants, and I go, "Yeah, they don't fit." And she go, "Well, why?" And I'm like, "I don't fucking know." Uh, you know, the, the, the McDonald's. What? Like, McDonald's what are you going to say? Like, and it's like, what? I have to explain my weight now. Like, I have to explain the. the I don't know why. I'm an XL. That's why. Like, and I remember that feeling because I had a woman who was helping me shop for the suit that I was getting, and she was like, "I go the pants," and I start getting the sweats. And I go, I give her back the pants and she goes, right, I'll just find you another one. I was like, huh? like, I was like, what? Wait, I don't have to like go through oh the Inquisition. My God. Do you know what I, and, and, and this it's is the my most depressing thing to go into a banana Republic and put on a shirt and it just doesn't fit. And it's an XL. The worst feeling and, and, in the world. And then you're like, hey, is this like a tapered cut? And they're like. <laughs> Uh, no, that's our that's, no, that's our, our that's our that's our comfy cut. That's our yeah, that's our fat fuck fit. <laughs> yeah, that's our fat fuck fit. It's a triple F. You didn't see it on the on the collar. No, that's our uh, dad cut. Yeah, that, that's that's our unfuckable line. I have, know, so, like, I have so many shirts in there that I that just don't fit. I have it in my closet. I have it in I my have closet. A whole fucking thing of shirts that just my don't girlfriend. Fit. She looks at. She goes, "You have the most shirts in the world." I was like, "Why don't we not bring this up?" Like, I don't want to talk about it. Can I tell you, someone? It's said, not because I'm collecting shirts. Someone said to me. The other day, I they said, "Hey, uh, do you guys want uh, sweatshirts?" And I was like, "Yeah." And they're like, "What size are you?" And I said, "XL." And he went, "Really?" Ugh. And I went, <laughs> "Yeah, I am." And he goes, "It's a sweatshirt. Do you want it to be tight?" And I went, "Uh huh." And he goes, "I mean, no one's going to judge you if you're wearing a double XL sweatshirt." And I was like, "Were they trying okay. to fuck with you on the no, no the Tom Burt thing?" He was a, no, he was a bigger guy. He was a bigger guy, and he was just like, "I mean." You don't, you don't want a sweatshirt that's uncomfortable. Hold on. I hate bigger guy connecting with you when he's fatter than you. I hate. That is the worst. I know exactly my, that and, dude. Me and my sister, Annie, used to look at people and then look at each other and go, I'm not that bad, right? Right. Exactly. All the fucking time. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not that bad, right? And she'd be like, no, 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 no. No. Because then that guy would go, right, Bert? And you go, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Two different categories here. I wear an XL. Yeah. And then he gave me a double XL and I fucking love it. It's my favorite sweatshirt. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like, I, I go, it's so comfy. It's yeah. so, so comfy. This is exactly yeah. what I needed the whole it's time. It's funny because my daughter Isla has, uh, is kind of like me with like, I have tactile issues, meaning like certain clothes I just can't wear. Sure. Like I, I can't wear those, those uh, heavy shirts, like the, the, the fat cotton ring, like a heavier cotton. I know cotton. the, it starts with a D. Now we're doing another fucking name game. Uh, those, no, <laughs> the, the, the t-shirt heavy duty it's like a heavy yeah, t-shirt i can't i yeah. can't wear those like it just, they're itchy it, it fucks it fucks my my head i need to wear i need to wear very light like uh -huh. a poly usually a poly cut of a of blend and so um, you gotta try the t-shirt i have on that. which uh by the way you gotta try the t-shirt i have on right now okay. i have the best let's just switch t-shirts and at the <laughs> end of the show i but by, by the way i just <laughs> took my daughters to the movies and i just gone to hot spin and i got in and i dressed too quickly yeah and i uh, was still sweating and i sweat through all these clothes i was still sweating in the movie theater that's well my dad would always say that's the best sweat that's when you know you worked out yeah that's when <laughs> that would be my dad's thing he'd go that's how you know you had a good workout is the sweat after the sweat. Wait, where did you grow up? Outside of Boston. Oh, really? Needham, yeah. And what'd your dad do? 
he sold liquor, beer, and wine. He was wholesaling. And then it was like a family business. And then he moved on to like a nursing home management. Really? That's and, where the real money is. And now they're out of that. And uh, he's, uh, yeah, that was, you know, now he's just- Still alive? Alive. How My parents- uh, 67? Younger. So 50? Ooh, no. 60s. Really? I think they're 60. And so the oldest, are you the I'm oldest? I'm the oldest, yeah. And they live in Florida now. They're like, they're oh. like, they're doing. Oh, that's right. I just saw. Did I just see you post something from you in Florida with Maybe. them? I I was. I'm with like. They're like you know doing like the Jewish Florida thing. Like they love it. Oh. Like they live like they're at summer camp every that's day. Like great. it's great. They're so removed. Like you know, whenever you like go on Twitter and you're like seeing what people are mad about today. Yeah. I I have such a relief because I just ask my parents what's going on and if they don't mention it it didn't happen to me <laughs> like i only yeah. care about news that my parents care about and that's oh. my privilege but i'm also like i just like love that i like when i go to them it's like being in a bubble it's like it's like it's a crazy it's crazy that uh that the way media runs now is that they check they base basically your phone is monitoring what you have opened mm -hmm. what links you have opened and usually what links you open is either shit you love or hate. Mm -hmm. And so regardless, shit you love and you hate is usually in the same lane. They really run close to each other. So the phone just funnels all that shit to you. Totally. And so you're either fucking outraged or, or going like, oh, cool, another boat capsized. <laughs> I don't know why fucking they, all I get is like launchings of yachts. Really? Anything yacht oriented. Oh, wow. I, I see yachts all the time i'm getting yeah i i get like food stuff because i like a like a, i don't get like, any food stuff you get no food no food stuff it's i can yachts, give you some good food people big wave surfing big um, wave surfing are you a surfer no not really but like but i there i i just started following this guy i think you dig this guy because i think you and yeah. i have the same brain well that's the thing that's why i i always wanted to ask you about this because i i was always like i caught like in the beginning, people would always uh, back to where, like people would be like, "You and Bert, like, like whatever." And I'd be like, "I think that's just because we're two fun guys. Yeah, that we like to have fun. We like to drink." But, but I think, but I think that I, I'll say for me, I won't, sure. I won't speak for you, obviously. But I think people underestimate us, and they think that we just party and have fun. Absolutely, because I know for a fact you, you have been in the hustle of like start a podcast, switch sure. a podcast, go and do prep, like yeah. just the hustle of like. Hey, no one's gonna give this to me. I gotta get it myself. Absolutely. I, 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 and you're. I mean, you're like, you know, you're like looked up to, and oh, you know, nice. like that's. That, I'm not just saying that to you know, you know, feather your nuts. It's like, it's you're someone that you're like. Look at what's going on right now for you. I was in Cleveland. We did our live podcast at that Cleveland, where you were doing your shows. Where'd you tape in Cleveland? The Agora. So I'm at the Agora doing a live podcast. The room is too big for us. It's okay? a very big room. It's a very big room. We, the U Up podcast, we were like going to do live shows. We have a lot of women that show up. We we gave the agency, the listeners, we go, here's how many we have. Yeah. And then they went and someone needed to look cool, look good. We could have been in Hilarities and had a fucking great time. Hilarities is such a great club. I love that club. And I love the guy, Jason. Is that the guy? Whoever manages it. Yeah. The nicest guy in the entire world. Oh, there's it's a family. It's a mom and pop shop. It's and they care. They really genuinely care. I love it there. Yeah. And we at the Agora Theater, and I'm looking at it. I'm like, this is a beautiful, huge theater. And I'm like, you know, you're embarrassed. I'm like, we don't have 
We got like 250 here. Yeah. It's a 1400. And then they go, you guys ever hear of Burt Kreischer? I'm like, yeah, I love Burt. They're like, he's got like 10 shows here. I was like, no, fuck. And I was that so was, happy. Like that, I was oh, yeah. fucking okay. happy for you because that's not, you know, and, and what you're talking about with like the hustle game, like of like, that's not, you're, you're not doing it on like, you're not the friend on a sitcom. <laughs> You know, no, like, no, yeah, I think I got, I think I got to, a, I, I had, I learned a bunch of very valuable lessons. Um, and by the way, and I have to, I always have to give credit to Segura. And I think if you want to learn anything in this business, the number one thing is have like a best friend or a confidant or sure. someone you can trust in, in across all plat, like someone that you can go to with not and not and not someone that's like you don't want to be someone's uh baby you don't want to be like they used to call it daddies is like and that was the one thing i learned is do not ever trust in a daddy like these comics that are like movie stars or it's or big names and then you have to go to them to you gotta to you got a dinner or some yeah, shit no and, i and by the way I'm, I'm gonna say this to any comic listening right now don't ever 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 say to a headliner uh hey uh Hey man, I, I need some work. Like I gotta pay rent. Like don't ever Awful. make me Awful. feel like like your your rent is contingent on whether or not I work you. Now, I, I, like I, I've 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 set it up so that like I've set it up now so that anyone that works with me can work with me any weekend they want. Just because we have the tour bus, we have the room. It's no extra money. It's like two hundred bucks extra for me to have them work for me. It's not totally. a big deal. I mean, obviously, and then I pay them, but like. You want someone that's going to like inspire you and not someone you're going to resent. Dude, I like, I left a manager because he said something similar to that. And I I've had, and I I worked with I worked with one comedian who said uh said something about, you know, hey man, I need this work. My kids got to eat. And I went, see, don't ever put that on me, man. I'm no. on my own path and you need to be on your own path and you need to distinguish yourself from the person you open for and that guy can't be your guy. You need to do it on your own. And if you're behind a guy like just trailing that guy and by the way don't get me wrong and and you, i know a lot of people are probably listening to this going hold on doesn't joe help you out a lot dude joe is a fucking Who's angel joe? joe rogan oh yeah, yeah he's yeah. an angel man that guy is the one of one of the greatest guys he's willing to give you the shirt off his back but joe will be the first to tell you go mm -hmm. don't depend on me no. i can't give you work you got to establish yourself you have to i can give you every totally. opportunity to present yourself to as many people in the world but once that happens, you got to get your own podcast up and running. Dude, not to fucking preach on this, but like, please, if I didn't have this podcast, if I, if it wasn't for Joe, I wouldn't have this podcast. If it wasn't for Joe, I wouldn't have started this, started telling the machine story. Like he is the guy that puts you in the position to succeed for yourself. But he inspired you. He, but he inspires that you and you got to do it yourself. You yeah. can't just sit there and go like, so when's the next date? Like, you know, you, you got to like, look at so Hedgecliff has got fucking kill Tony. He's doing his own shit like Dude, I, that. You can't. That's the number one thing. I can't be with you anymore. Like I like I listen. I a perfect example. I opened for Michelle Wolf. She was just on your show. Yeah, I love Michelle, Michelle is so fucking funny. But like watching her work, watching her go and do stand up like you're like, this is this is how you do the job. Like she is doing. A, yeah. And I'm like, I sit there in awe. I'm just like, she's fucking one of the funniest comics alive right she's now. She's one of the funniest humans alive. She's killing it. And then you watch her like come every night, fixing, rearranging. What's the order? What's this? And it's like, for me, like I open for her and like I'm doing my own thing. People come to the shows and they go, 
I know you from this and I'm also here. Like, they're like happy I'm there too. Yeah. Like, cause they're like, I'm a Michelle fan. I didn't know you'd be opening. And I'm like, yeah, this is the fucking biggest thrill of my life. Awesome. And when you it's, get those opportunities to open for Michelle, you always should go, I, I want to, I, I want to do as much. I want to be team friendly for Michelle. Totally. I never want to try to take out her knees so that I look big. I don't want to be the big guy in front of her. This is her show. But like at the same time, you, you should be in that green room fucking hitting up clubs and going, Hey, I remember, I remember the first time I bailed out on opening for a guy to do my own headlining weekend mm. and he was pissed. He was like, what, what the fuck dude? And I was like, I'm headlining. Yeah. And he was like, I'm paying more money. And I was like, yeah, but I'm headlining. It's like, not about the money. It's not about the money. It's they about, it's about the fucking it's next about level. getting better and that's like a real comedian is like on like you have to like there's a lot of like rationalizations you have to make mm -hmm. you have to go well this gig pays less gets me better this gig pays more gets me better you know or pays less gets me better. you know it's all relative i everything you're saying like especially we're on the same page with a lot of things and i, yeah. and I think i think number one is like is is you, you, I mean, you've been doing it. You've been doing it before anyone knew to do it. But, but like, get your own shit started. Get your own shit. Yeah, man. It's like I'll never forget when po I knew podcasts were getting big when when TFM I was doing their podcast and they go, hey, we kind of want the, yeah, the total frat move. Yeah. They're like, we want the name back. And I'm like, oh, you guys have like a bunch of people in your office that want to do this now too. Yeah. And I was like, cool. I was like, I'll keep the stream. I'll call it, you know, J Train. I'll go with yeah. my own road. And we amicably it was great <laughs> this is i mean no offense total frat move <laughs> but you fucking that's like saying that's like uh breaking up with someone and going like i <laughs> you can keep the house but i just want my cds and you're like okay <laughs> so i get to keep the rss feed yeah, yeah. Like, oh i'll take all the listeners that's and, all i go let me just so i'm sorry you're gonna try to workshop this on your own knowing nothing about podcasts you're gonna start a startup <laughs> With just a fucking name? Do you think people are going to... Okay, I, sure. Yeah, I was actively teaching their audience what a podcast was. <laughs> and that that I... I don't feel I screwed them. I, I mean, I do. They, you know, they just... They're, they're the fucking idiots. Yeah, like, they should have been like... We oh, want the name it. back. You're like, oh, 100%. Uh, take the name. Yeah, I'm, okay. I've, I, this isn't even the TFM podcast. Anyways, <laughs> I was taking... I mean, just like you said before, you're like, it started as taking emails and then became a hang. Mine kind of went the opposite way. We were a hang that took emails at the end. Yeah. And now we just take emails. I get 50 a week. Yeah. Like, just being like help me with my problems and that's the show but it's like it's so funny to me like when you see that moment where you're like oh now this is becoming a thing i yeah. better stick with this i gotta stick with this daytime gig at the same time i'm working my my act out to make sure i don't embarrass myself on the road oh uh, the the second i knew podcasting was a thing is when i started seeing um i started seeing uh companies start up and, and the and chubby's pocket i just did chubby's podcast the, chubby's? chubby's is like a schwartz company in san francisco oh no they came out a while back they're like you want to do our i was like yeah great i remember buying chubby's like 10 years what ago were chubby's they were these short shorts and they were like they they had great marketing talk about look at them you got to look at them they're, by the way i might want to do chubby's podcast you might when you're in san francisco you should go the guy does it is great and it's like american <laughs> flag short shorts and their stretchy waist. I think you'd be into them. My brother and I, we the first minute we saw him, we were like, yeah, we just purchased them. Like four seconds well, later. I got distracted. Joel Osteen's coming to Ontario. Joel Osteen, February 3rd. August, April Are you a 3rd. fan? Uh, <laughs> no, but I will definitely get high as fucking go to a Joel Osteen. 
This is what I'm talking about. This April 3rd. <laughs> what a April fun thing. 3rd? Hold on. Let's, I, this, is, this is, oh, fuck. I'm on the road that weekend. No? No, am I? No, I'm in fucking Milwaukee. No, I mean, I'm in Milwaukee. Yeah, can't wait. Please I can't come. wait to be in Milwaukee. <laughs> but God damn it. I would love to see Joel Osteen. That's such a funny reason to go to Joel Osteen. Uh, like, Bird Bur just texted me and he goes, if I wasn't on the road, me and you would be going to this. And getting high. And just, it's like going to a movie because you're uh, like, let's go watch know. how bad this movie is. I don't know. Burr's pretty straight and narrow these days. But but <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. But just being with Burr is fucking hilarious. I, I, just, yeah. just We went to a XFL game this weekend. I saw that on your Instagram. Yeah. He is so fucked because his brain's so quick. You know, sure. the, so the way he thinks of things. And so we were we were breaking down. Um, we were breaking down what's wrong with the XFL and how we could fix it. What'd you think? Uh, and we're going to talk about this. I think we will have already done a podcast about this, but okay. we're doing a podcast about this. But um, it's it. The thing that the thing that's fucking this up is everyone wants to get to the NFL, so everyone's using yeah. this as an audition tape. So, like, you remember how bad I, I'm a bad auditioner, but like, no one wants to watch anyone the, the people that get the roles aren't the people that go in and just try to get the job it's mm -hmm. the people that are meant to get the job the people that are, are just naturally perfect in the moment totally and so what they should be doing in my opinion the xfl should we didn't uh, we kept saying to each other we didn't come here to watch either team win we sure. came to watch them play yeah we want to see fucking ucla versus stanford every fucking play okay we want to see a mix of australian rules football <laughs> Meet plays, meet soccer, yeah, meets yeah. You lacrosse. Want, yeah, you like, want all want the bells plays. and whistles. I want you wanted fun. I want fucking razzle dazzle. Sure, I and get if they, you. And and then I, I mean, not to go into too greater detail. We'll 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 cover this. Yeah, but like the other thing they fucked up on, and this is ground zero for what could make this league successful. Okay, they should recruit from the colleges around the city they play in. Oh, uh, to make sure that there's like a personal connection to what's going on uh there's a guy that plays for um for the los angeles wildcats okay and, is, that the, um, is that the hand signal I <laughs> uh, whitfield i think is his name he's a wide receiver he played okay. Florida state and i was like oh, i'm gonna go buy his jersey yeah and done I, yeah no, and then i went that's when i was like okay they yeah. need to they should be recruiting from ucla because this these are by the way these are all amazing athletes they're all how about how great would it be? Because we used to make fun of my buddy from college. We used to make fun of my one buddy because he would get mad. He's like, the New England Patriots? Yeah. Why isn't it? The he's like, oh, and we're like, he's like, we're just Pittsburgh because he was a Steelers fan. Yeah. And I was like, we're like Thunder Dan. We call him Thunder Dan. We're like, Thunder Dan. Dude, that's not how NFL works. They don't yeah. get to, it's not high school where they get to pick from their area and that's all yeah. they have. <laughs> and, and it would, but that actually would be great. The SoCal Wildcats. If they were only, you could only take people who had residency. And I think they should, I think they should take big, uh, they should do like investors come in and go, hey man, I'd like to play. I yes. Work, I'd like to play for. A, a game and they're like ladies and gentlemen at tailback it's <laughs> dave from accounting at honda and he's like i think and, you're absolutely and they're right just lighting that motherfucker yes. up left and right another pitch to dave <laughs> oh he's running the wrong direction everybody you can buy one play yeah, yeah. what if you could buy one pitch play it would be like i you, would i would you do you would do it like a cameo but for football how much would you how much would you spend to do a 22 dive. Hold on one second. Yeah. The question is. Sure. 
How much money would you spend to be the quarterback for the day for the Wildcats? It's as expensive as taking Virgin Galactic yeah. to me. It, and those are in the same price point. I'm going to the moon. I'm playing quarterback in a pro football league. And the defense knows we just need to hurt this guy enough Absolutely. so that we get to the regular quarterback Absolutely. and we can have a real game. Yes. And you're like, you're oh. in until you tap out. Yeah. <laughs> you, <laughs> you can I'm be done. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Like until you, like you would see guys pay, get in oh, the huddle and shit their pants and how, leave. How great would it be if you're like, if you're like, uh, they're like, uh oh, they're on the one yard line. Looks like Dave from Honda's coming in. He's pulled his he's pulled his red card. He's coming in for three plays this game. Looks like he's gonna try to run it in. The offensive line isn't even blocking, Bill. I mean it would be Mike Bloomberg. Like it's like it's just some rich dude. Dude, it we we were like and, and you know, Bill's so just the way his brain works, he just he can't shut it off. Yeah. And the whole time we were just dissecting how to make this league successful. And oh, so and more stunts, more fun. I'll tell you the first time I met Burr, he doesn't obviously doesn't remember, but I was at Stand Up New York and I go up to him and I was like, like you kind of just want to like say hi. I just yeah. want to be like, and I was like, hey man, I'm from. I, I just want to introduce myself. I'm a big fan. I'm from outside of Boston. Also, uh, just want to say what's up. And he goes, didn't we meet? And I was like, no. We. I just want to say what's up. I like. I want this interaction to be over. Like I just yeah. want to like give my like thank you and give goodbye. And he goes, didn't I meet you at Gotham? And I was like, I I. No, but thank you. I'm probably, I'm probably certain I would remember this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And he goes, and he goes. I didn't meet you, Gotham. Like I'm like, no, no, no. But it's nice to meet you. And I'm like trying to like get. And he goes, should just went with it. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Should just went with it. <laughs> just, just went with it. I was like, all right, fuck up. <laughs> yeah, he uh, he's a fu he's a fun dude to be around. Yeah, I, yeah I'm sure. I get a I, kick out of him. I'm a uh, you know, so yeah, he uh, yeah, you know, fucking. The uh, we should uh, pivot and change subjects because I, all I can think about is the thing that I asked. I know, to edit and I, out. it's it's a fantastic. I think, but yeah, but I, I but, but I saw your you know Joel Osteen. I definitely go to Joel Osteen. Just the idea of going to a Joel Osteen thing and like you, the fun of it is not giving away that you're there. It's just going making fun of it. By the way, the fun of it for me would be opening my heart to Christ. Well. <laughs> <laughs> amongst other things yeah I yeah high as fucking go man let's see if i have a fucking life-changing um, spiritual something moment. happens fuck yeah dude i'm not a cynic like i'm i'm cynical by nature of being a sure. comic you hear something and you automatically go hold on i'm gonna put a pin in that do some mm -hmm. research whatever i feel like the popular opinion is i'm immediately taking the other angle sure you're looking at it you know with an eye but yeah but, but also the unpopular angle to a certain point is Joel Osteen's got a lot of good stuff to say. The unpopular angle is, yeah. is can I give my heart to Jesus? Sure. Like, what <laughs> can if, you? Can I? Can you? There's a. Uh, I like a lot of his teachings. I think some of them are a little arcane, but you know. Sure. He's got. Well, listen. All religious stuff, like the amount it gets. Now it's like crazy that like, like I you know when a Jew dies, Jews nail death. Jews are good at it. Like they've put together. Wait, I don't even know what Jews do for so, death. So, I mean, I, as a Jew, I know very little. Yeah. But from what I know, this is going to sound like the worst explanation ever. <laughs> this is gonna, we eat a bunch of food and we just say, hi. No, I like, <laughs> we fuck a holla. You know, like, just come up with this horrible, some rabbi's head explodes while he's listening. Um, we no, take one virgin into a room. <laughs> yeah. We, we, oh, we take our hats off so you can see our horns. And then... 
and we just rub her with money. Uh, and so I, I Jews bury you very quickly. So really? the minute you die, like if it's not the holiday, if it's not, if it's not the Sabbath, you're getting in the ground. So like next day. Nice. I like that. And then you have five, the Shiva call, which is five. Some people, I think, say seven. Ooh, five days. You sit at your house. You would people. sit on this couch. So if like, let's say, God forbid, someone in your family dies, you would sit on this couch and everyone just comes to you with food. And that's really all it is. And everyone comes in for the five days. People come and they say what's up and they know where you are. They know it's where to sitting Shiva sitting Shiva. And that's a, I really like that. It's a great thing because like the body's gone. So we don't have all that stuff is out of the way. You're in a bad place and all your friends and family know. Here's the thing it gets around. It's that and it's not even for the grieving family. It's for the visitors because I had a friend who lost a family member recently and he was like and I text him. I go, I'm so sorry. We, you know, we got on the phone. We so sorry, so sorry, so sorry. And I do feel, of course, I'm, I'm running over this part because it's not the fun part, but I, <laughs> I, I no, no, take your time I, with this story. No, <laughs> fucking dad died. Fuck him. No, no, no. I, I'm like, I'm sorry. We talk it out. And then I text him a night, day later. I'm like, what's going on? He's Jewish. I go, what's the deal? At that point, you have a form letter. Like, it's, he's in the ground tomorrow. And like, here's the funeral. Here's the shiva call information. Now you have all the information so you can be a mensch. You can do the right thing. Yeah. And it's like, that's what you want to put people in position to do the right thing by you. It's like when you say like, hey, we're doing the podcast at this time. You know, I got in touch with, you know, the, you know, the people that put it together for you. I can only win if I follow the rules. Yeah. And I think that's like an important thing with death is everyone just wants to get do the right thing by the person they love. He texts me. He's like, we're going to do like a memorial thing at a bar on a Monday in like a month. And I'm like, just do the Jew shit. Yeah. Like I was just so, and I'm like, oh, I, just make I, it easy on everyone. Like I, a Monday. I like, told my wife, I said, I want a funeral. Just so you know, I want a fucking funeral. Yeah. Uh, I got very lucky because um, I, I almost got very lucky because uh, TMZ said I had a heart attack. They, they. When was this? This was like a, maybe two weeks ago. They, they. Two weeks ago. Yeah. They like, it was a Super Bowl, day after Super Bowl. Okay. Um, they texted, they called my manager and then reached, and he reached out to me and he was like, yo, did you have a heart attack last night? And I was like, no. He's like, TMZ saying you had a heart attack. Yeah. Ari's already dancing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's already, he's already got a tweet ready to go. Ari's already. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, uh, so then I go, no, I didn't have a heart attack. He's like, I'll read it, reach out to TMZ and let him know. And I was like, no, fuck that. And he was like, what? And I go, dude, you, you just said TMZ is going to say I had a heart attack. Sure. Let them put that out there and then allow me the opportunity that no one gets is to get a day full of texts of people saying how much they love you. Yeah. I go, I could fucking definitely use that today. I'm a little hungover. Sure. Super Bowl was yesterday. I was drinking Give me hard. a day to hear how much I'm loved. Yeah. I yeah. want that. And he was like, seriously? I was like, fuck yes. That call back with no comment. And so we call back with no comment. And that's uh, hilarious. And and then yeah, and then and then and then TMZ called my wife and they were like, um, did she know what was going on? No, she was clueless. And oh. she was like, she was like, she was like, answered it. And I get, or I think answered it. And they were like, they were like, uh, no. Uh, hey, did Bert have a heart attack? And she was like, what? And then hung up. And then, Dude, then they texted him. Yeah. They texted her and she texted back. She goes, I don't know where you're getting your information. He was just at hot. He just ran four miles and was in the sauna and did an ice plunge. He's, he, he did not have a heart attack. 
And then I, I said, why the fuck would you do that? She's yeah. like, honey, it's really bad karma to tell people you died. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, I guess it's bad. I, it also would have made for a great follow up to your first tour announcement. It would have been a great follow up if you've just risen from a casket. Guys, how funny would have been if like you just go, we want to celebrate Bert with a new tour and you just <laughs> pop up Undertaker style and you're just like, I'm back and the ticker's here <laughs> and, it's, and it's working and it's going to be working for laughs. And then you have Paul Bear like, I will tell you right now, Bert Kreischer's tour will be coming to Cleveland. I should have definitely, because I don't think I'd even started. No, I'd started. No. I just started my tour. I should have definitely did something from a hospital bed. How? But TMZ fuck? never tweeted it, so it never uh, like never it was, made never made it. It was just me telling Tom, and then me and, and then Tom wrote just saw Bert in the hospital because <laughs> Tom has no fucking no boundaries on his sense of humor. Like, well, whatsoever. I mean, <laughs> that's that would have been oh, and I you know it's it is interesting to think of it in like hindsight. Like, your wife is right. Oh, like 100%. your wife's 100%. By the way, because I got a lot of people, because I guess people read Tom's tweet and then hit me up, and it wasn't fun. It was like, it was like, hey, oh. man, your lifestyle's out of control. And you're like, oh, I didn't. Oh, this, so then they I went was not looking for this. They went that route. Yeah. And I was like, oh, do you love me? And yeah. yeah. Like, well, <laughs> not if you're going to continue to live like yeah, this. And we I'm love like, you enough. I was like, <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> we love okay. you in the hard love type yeah. of way. Yeah. yeah. Trying yeah. to give you a little tough love, yeah. big guy. You got the wrong type of love. Fucking Jesus. That's hilarious. Yeah, I uh it's so funny. My I slept on my shoulder wrong and my tit hurts now. It's been like like uh there's a pinched nerve in my neck. And I keep Where thinking, is it in your neck? It's all in here. In my shoulder, are my you, scapula. Are you a big phone guy too? Uh no, it's not from that. It's from sleeping wrong. Okay. Because I uh, have that from plane. But you you know, I've been on uh, no. just like holding my phone like this, I and I feel it right in that like little area but yeah did when so you when what was the decision to, to pull back from booze for the year it really was i was like new year new me yeah. i i'm not a resolutions hater yeah i think it's like yeah monday diet starts monday like i'm like on i love that i'm my on board with that. that my wife's down like my wife's the lightest she's ever been post kids it's amazing and she's like and she's bragging she's working out like crazy but mm -hmm. it's that it's that my wife's thing was mind, body, and soul. Yeah. She said, you know, I've worked really hard on my mind and my soul. Like, I've gone to therapy. I read books. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm inquisitive. I started a podcast. I'm, she's like, all the things. I, she goes, the only thing that's lacking is my body. I said to her, I was like, that's so funny. My body's my strongest suit. She went, really? <laughs> like, I just said it real quickly. I didn't even realize like yeah, what yeah, I was yeah. saying. I was like, yeah, my body's yeah. the strongest feature, <laughs> obviously. And she's like, honey, if you think that, you need some fucking help. And so- It goes um, to tough love again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I took a step back. I was like, oh, yeah, my body is not my strongest. <laughs> By the way, my mind and body, my mind, body, and soul, they're all fucking in a shit place right now. But she she did that. She started, and now my wife's in great shape. I, I got us, I've dealt with weight shit my whole life. Like, Dude. whole life. And, you know, we connect on that. What's like, the biggest you've ever been? Two, 240. I dance at 240. But I'm 5'8. Yeah. Point five maybe on a good day on my right foot. Yeah. So I, you know, I I'm, I'm, I also I'm below two forty right now. I'm in the two thirties. We were doing this weight loss challenge, me yeah. Joe and and Tom. I've and, heard. I get. I mean, I get the word. You know, yeah. like and and I and I 
was doing really good. I mm. broke 230 again. And then, you know, it, shit went off and, and we decided we couldn't really follow through with the weight loss challenge the way we wanted to. We were uh -huh. going to do a podcast and we, you know, everything, everything was kind of got shifted around and it was crazy. The second the, the fucking thing was off, I gained like seven pounds within a week. And they say that. They say the minute you go back to it, you go back even worse. Oh. Here's the thing. I was... What I've found the biggest difference in my life, and I'm listen, I'm a month and a half of doing this. I'm probably gonna drink this weekend. Like it's my birthday yeah. this weekend. Why, you know, why hey, by the way, you had a month and a half. That's really it's been fun. Good. And I but I've I'm trying to readjust my relationship with it. Oh. You know, where that just like you said, like a couple of drinks to get to bed, I was doing that move. Oh, yeah. And I for me, I wasn't what I've noticed now is I feel good about having my meals. Like I'm not getting regretful of eating like lunch and being like i'm gonna have some fries with lunch because i'm like i've cut out three thousand calories a week like yeah. at a minimum I, I told my dad that he goes eight thousand i was like okay okay <laughs> yeah you <laughs> can never how come yeah how come you can't just how come they can't just go along with just you? go you know what i mean yeah it's uh, the, the have, thought have you lost weight i haven't even checked but i have t-shirts fitting better because i'm yeah. like I don't, I just want to not, and like, I see it in my face right away. Oh, it like right away. Happens in my face immediately when I stop drinking. Dude. Like, I remember Segura one weekend to sober October goes, oh, dude, you look fucking good. And I was That's like, right. what? And he goes, your face looks normal. That's right. He's like, he, him and Joey were saying I looked Asian before. Because if I <laughs> smiled, my face would just, my eyes Because your shut. cheeks gain weight, and yeah. now they're pushing against your forehead weight. My crazy thing is I can have... <laughs> say a bottle of wine mm -hmm. at night and get up and go hard as fuck in spin class and working out but i'm the same way but the the thing is like it's it's all factors like what i you know i can have that bottle of wine too but like and get up but i was like it's it was just so much to keep up yeah. it's it's a it's a you know it's a tower with a bad foundation yeah because i'm now i'm waking up i'm having oatmeal in the morning and I, like i used to wake up and be like well i can't have oatmeal because it's too many carbs I'm saving carbs on oatmeal. Like, that's fucking insane. By the way, by the way, I was at dinner one time. I didn't even realize what I was saying. Yeah. I was at dinner one time, and I had had a, a martini and started drinking wine. Yeah. And someone said, and my daughter said, is martini taste good? And I went, no. She goes, well, why do you drink it? And I said, because I enjoy it. I enjoy it. <laughs> she was like, well, why wouldn't you get something you would enjoy? Like, because they know I love root beer. I love sure. root beer. I love, like, I really love root beer. Like a root beer float. Oh, oh my God. Okay. If cum tasted like a root beer float, I'd have bruised <laughs> knees. So, if, do they have root beer float candies? Like yeah, they, I know they, those. At American a &W. Airlines, and I fucking, I'll eat 10 of them. I mean, I'll just, okay. on a plane, I'll just chew That's them. That's such a specific flavor to I love. love. Yeah. But I love root beer in general, the taste of root, the flavor of root beer. And I said we were at, uh, not Maestro's, uh, the steakhouse on Ventura down in Encino. And I said to the girls, they said, why would you drink something? Do you like wine? And I said, well, I, I enjoy wine. I, the taste is, you know, I like certain wines, not all wines. Yeah. And they're like, does it, but they were trying to get to the point, like, why would you have wine with a steak? I said, that's what you're supposed to have. Mm -hmm. And they're like, but wouldn't it be better if you had like a drink you really love with a steak, like root beer? And I went, oh, I'm not drinking root beer at dinner do you have any fucking calories in root beer and they're like oh they're not calories in wine and i was like oh yeah and then i'm like wait why the fuck am i not just drinking root beer all the time this is you're you're hitting the nail on the head
Yeah. Because I this is exactly how I felt the whole last month and a half where I'm like, because, just the same thing. Like I like this happened to me with Spindrift. Do you know what Spindrift is? Uh-uh. It's a flavor. It's a, you know, like there's like all the flavored sodas, club sodas now. Yeah. Spindrift is the most delicious of like, but there's bubble, bu- bubbly. There's like, you know, different flavored. Yeah. Yeah. I saw, I saw the one. Yeah. So I- Spindrift is the most delicious, but it also has nine calories. So, okay. <laughs> so I will look at a Spindrift and be like, ugh, I'm not a pig. What am I? What am I doing? It's like, and then I'll opt so for funny. the one I don't even enjoy for nine. What? What does nine calories take, dude? That is so funny. I do that. I'll do. I will piss and moan about a couple calories yeah. throughout the day and go. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna pull the center of this bread out. Yes. But I will drink a bottle of wine at night and just go. But they're not real calories. But exactly. In, in a weird way, I was always able to lose weight drinking. It wasn't I until eat when re- I'm drunk. Do you eat when you're drunk? No, there is. That's the saving last, grace for a lot of last people. Night, last night, we had a very, very healthy dinner. Um, my wife and I both had, there was this, over at the farmer's market, they have a high-end um, meat mix that they do. Okay. Uh, it's a butcher over there that does this, like, I forget the name of it, but it's like a very specific meat mix. Okay. And our friends were like, oh, shit, they have it. We got to get some. And so I was like, oh, let's try it. So Leanne is eating very clean. It's just lean proteins and greens is she drinking no leanne doesn't need to drink she's okay. fucking her brain doesn't she's dead inside <laughs> she can just I, I have a joke in my new special she can go to bed like a fucking mormon just like well that's it for me i'm done thinking <laughs> Clink. like and you're like yeah, yeah seriously yeah. like what the fuck so she she um we get the meat and it's it's fucking outrageous yeah I mean, it's, it's the the blend is i think it's part chuck part uh so it's like a sirloin type of it's thing so fucking okay. good so we have that and then we have a salad and i'm still fucking hungry but i sit down and i and I, we're watching dog tv dog tv is for dogs it just calms you down okay and, but we're laughing hysterically at dog tv and i'm like i'm fucking hungry and she goes just say no and i was like i was like there's no no there's a part of my i'm not even lying i wish i could i wish i could i wish i could write down the words specifically i wish i could almost audio record this so that people could hear what my brain sounds like sure my brain goes my brain goes at, at one point i swear to god he'll go he goes fuck it fuck it dude fuck it fuck it what the fuck are you doing this for go have a fucking piece of pizza it's in yeah. there you know you need pizza dude, yeah i'll tell you right now you're gonna not eat pizza and you're gonna wake up hungover but if you have a piece of pizza that's gonna soak up the alcohol you'll be able to work out harder yeah if you have a piece of pizza you can work out harder and then i'll go in and I'll go one piece pizza, and he goes, "What's well, it?" And they're t- attached. Why are you gonna try to separate them? There's two pieces together. You gotta have just, them both. Yeah, put them in there. Yeah, put them in there. Get hot sauce, and you're like, Dude, "What? Hot sauce and ranch? You know you love hot sauce and ranch, you fat fuck. Let's do this." Yeah, it's fat math. You're you're constantly doing. God, the math, dude. I'm a nighttime eater. I'm the same. Dinner ain't over until I go to bed. That's when it ends. I put on a shirt in front of someone the other day. I forget who I was with shane torres okay and i went and i started stretching it and he started laughing hysterically he goes oh, fat guy putting on his shirt huh and i went what and he goes <laughs> he goes oh we're all there we're times. all there you stretch I, it out with your arms as you put it on yeah you do the never, above the dude, head thing? i used to have to stretch out this and then stretch out the arms dude <laughs> I, I the shirt stretch out thing and then you think it looks good and and you feel good and then you see in the mirror you just see that one piece that's been pulled out and you're like oh do not do not talk to me about a fat nipple oh. 
like a fat nipple for those of you Halston, you don't know is when you your shirt is tight and you keep pulling in the dead center yeah so it looks like you have a third eye nipple and then all of a sudden you have a part of your shirt that just sticks out and everyone's like what happened to your shirt Dude. and especially if there's humidity in the air because your shirt won't it's go back to where it is. and if it's a certain brand those 47 brand t-shirts that are like <laughs> get the fuck out of my face 47 brand with your knit t-shirt oh. i don't need that shit Dude, i'll tell you a strong the biggest I was, the biggest I was, uh, and this was right before Sober October, I think. Mm -hmm. It was like probably a month before Sober October, and I was like, I quit. It was 258. I'm going to say this to you, and you're going to say bullshit. Okay. But I swear to you, my face recognition didn't work. That's fucking I had gotten hilarious. so fat that it was like, I'm sorry. I don't know who you are. Is this Chris Farley? <laughs> the phone, the is this like, an Asian lady? Is this, I don't, yeah. The phone's like, the phone's I'm sorry, like <laughs> you're going to have to stretch your eyes open because you're smiling and it doesn't look like you, you fat How fuck. quickly would you lose weight if the phone was like, 10 pounds, come back? 10 pounds. How quickly? Can't. How quickly if your phone was like, ah, can't let it happen. Sorry, bro. You'll Don't get on Instagram in a week. <laughs> I can't. I wait till my mom's <laughs> home. I'm afraid you'll eat everything in my refrigerator. My face recognition stopped fucking working. And I was, and I was like... <laughs> And I was like, is it because I have a hat on? Like, and I was like, no. <laughs> <Just> like, <laughs> that's a bad moment. That's when I, I dropped down to two. I dropped down to 237. And then I wait. I did Rogan's. I weighed in that day. I was like 242. I said I was 237. I was 242. Uh -huh. And then I did Sober October. I got down to like 222. Like 220, 222. The, did you feel? Maybe did, even less. Maybe 217. The the biggest problem did you feel good enough to have that much time on your hands because that's like like now that i'm not I, I haven't drank i'm like i wake up early and i'm just like i got fucking shit to do you know like i, I yeah. fill it with like being on my phone and write you know like writing and like tweeting every five seconds and watching here's here's what happens stupid to me. tv sadly sadly and, and I'm, I'm thinking about i'm i'm, I'm contemplating doing a sober october by myself mm -hmm. um without the guys because um because and, and and but and just challenging myself to it not 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 mm -hmm. making a big deal out of it but just doing one for myself yeah um because what happens is and and we've tried ad nauseum to make this not happen but i can't help it is i get super obsessive compulsive about everything and so about the about, about like, weight loss about working out about it we always say it's not a challenge but i turn it into a challenge i cannot not turn it into a challenge do you and i i fear this too do you fear like is there like that you're becoming like not a fun person to be around well i you know one of the things i absolutely love more than anything is you know i mean i i can't I, I, I'll tell you. Okay, I, I w was with a friend, an, uh, an older friend, uh -huh. um, who who doesn't really party, mm. um, never really has partied, but it was out in L.A. And I was like, and they wanted to go do something, and I was mm -hmm. like, yeah. And in my head, I was kind of dreading it. I was like, I was like, uh, I, I actually had this happen twice. I mm -hmm. had this happen twice. I also had this happen with, and cut this out, please. I also had this happen with, mm -hmm. but different, very different, mm -hmm. very very different because i was excited to hang out with that person uh, but this other person i was like hadn't seen them in a while it's gonna be you know like okay let's go to, i know they don't drink we're gonna go out to dinner yeah and they pulled out a joint i can't tell you 
how excited I was when yeah. he pulled out a joint. Because it's the, there's something about that energy. Sure. That energy of going like, hey, you want to get a little fucked up? We'll get a little high? Yeah. Little, and you're little... like, I think you just get so excited. The other person I mentioned that we took their name out, yeah. when he did it, I really didn't expect it. And I, But I was already knew I was going to party. I was going to have beers and stuff. Sure. When he did it, I got so fucking excited. Yeah. It was almost like, you know, this is a very fucking skewed uh, system with which I'll tell you this. But mm -hmm. like, there's certain things I get excited about. Mm -hmm. Like, like if you came in and sat down, you're like, oh shit, did you hear what happened to uh uh Yanni and Chris Stefano? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, wait, what? Like I get excited, goes, I go, whoa, hold on, gonna, what's gonna go on? What's the like, what's, what's the on? story that Dude, I'm gonna they were at the, Yeah, like, yeah, like yeah, a yeah, good yeah. story of like sure. friends of uh, of people I know. Not bad, like if they were like no, in a car you, accident and they're dead. Like, I'm like, hear I don't wanna hear that. But like did you hear what happened on their podcast? Did you hear what happened with the For sure. with them on uh, on Two Dope Queens or something like that? And I go, oh, this is gonna be. I'm, I don't even know who Two Dope Queens are. I apologize. I just know it's a big podcast. What a random! <laughs> I just imagine them on that show. Uh, yeah. yeah, okay. I, I know them. I know yeah, who they yeah. are. I know they're uh, Phoebe and <laughs> yeah. I know. I, it's a I saw them on HBO. There's a great sure, show. No. I was just trying to think of a fucking name. So, uh, but uh, I'm just like, imagining Chris in front of that audience and them just being like, what? <laughs> <laughs> wait what are you doing here <laughs> mid-roll reads mid-roll reads what are they these are mid-roll reads <laughs> this episode of the Burkcast is brought to you by whoop whoop is the best fitness tracker out there and collects physiological data 24 7 to provide you the most accurate and actionable understanding of your body it measures things like uh resting heart rate heart rate variability sleep recovery and strain this mountain of data is analyzed by Whoop's algorithm that then plucks out the most important factors to help you change your daily behavior. You guys might remember the role Whoop played in our Sober October Challenge. When I wore it the entire month to see the impact of no booze, no bud, no nothing lifestyle. In those 30 days, I was literally blown away by what Whoop told me about my sleep. I don't sleep at all. By the way, sober, I barely sleep. I barely slept on tour. I barely slept on the tour bus. It was crazy. It was almost alarming. The real feedback and recommendations on how to live a better lifestyle are incredible, and I still might wear mine today. Whoop works with the best from the NFL to CrossFit to the Navy SEALs, but the insights apply to all of us. See how your body responds to stresses, both good and bad, then adjust to make tomorrow a better day than yesterday. Think about the difference it'll make knowing not only how your body feels every day, but why it feels that way with the data about sleep, strain, and recovery to make better decisions. Go to whoop.com right now and use the code BERT at checkout for 15% off your membership today. Spring break is right around the corner and planning a vacation can be hard work and quite honestly, a tad bit overwhelming. You want to save money. You want to save time. Who doesn't? You're probably thinking right now about your spring break vacation. Well, what about a theme park. You're talking to Bert the Conqueror, king of the theme parks, king of the theme parks. And I just found out about undercover tourists. You need to know about them if you're planning a theme park adventure vacation. Undercover tourists can save you significant time and money. These are the exact same tickets to theme parks that you know and love. Save up to $145 on each theme park ticket. That is significant. Think of the savings for a family for four or six. If you're bringing the whole family, that adds up. These are authorized sellers with 20 years of quality service, providing theme parks and attraction tickets at discounted prices. A-plus ratings from the Better Business Bureau. 
and over a million app downloads on their Orlando wait time app. No hassle, emails, physical tickets, skip the lines at the gate and go straight to the rides. That is how I did it. And let me tell you something that is the only way to do it. And better yet, you pay what you see. No hidden fees, taxes included where applicable, 90-day ticket returns where applicable with friendly, knowledgeable agents. The customer service agents are amazing and they will take care of you as Undercover Tourist takes care of them. Did you know that they give all their employees 100% health insurance extended to their families? Free planning tools, which to me is like having an executive producer on your trip with you. Free park plans, what to do, when to do it, saving you four hours a day, not standing in lines, zigging and zagging all the way across the park. This is priceless. This is how I did it when I went to theme parks, and this is how you can do it. I absolutely would lose my mind standing in a line. I just thought I was wasting my vacation. My leisure time was getting pissed away in a line. Undercover Tourist is the trusted name for theme park tickets. Start planning your next theme park vacation right now by visiting undercovertourist.com slash BERT. That's an additional discount using BERT on top of the big savings they're already offering through Undercover Tourist. That's undercovertourist.com slash BERT. And you heard it here from the number one authority in theme parks, BERT the Conqueror, undercovertourist.com slash BERT. He just texted me today. Uh, he makes me giggle. Chris is so funny. Dude, that, the, you're, the whole New York scene is We're so We're on a group fucking... chat together. It's Chris, my, we, it's myself, Chris DiStefano, Mo Ammer, and Ricky Velez. Oh, all God. four of us. And we call it the UN boys. Where was I just with Ricky Velez? Ricky's so fucking funny. What did I just see Ricky Velez on? Anyway, anyway, um, yeah, I... We're, we're just all so different, but you you get excited to hear about like like a like I I, I like someone wants to tell me a story about something in comedy. Sure. I get so fucking excited because it's like it's like inside baseball. Like, what's more fun than like you know it, you know the scene, you know the emotions that go with it. But like yeah. the thing with the joint when you pull it out, that I understand that feeling of like you're down. It's, it's like identical. you're down it's for identical. the day I want to have. It's identical to my my wife saying. um like two two days yes sunday what monday mm. we went to this britney spears experience okay and then we and then we went over by the way britney spears retweeted me did you see that britney spears retweeted me really or not retweeted me re reposted my story is she like okay i mean an okay enough to okay recognize enough, yeah. brilliance that's I mean, fair enough yeah good the point. um the uh the uh <laughs> the, lucid the, enough yeah, my, to laugh <laughs> if you told me that she, I'm being dead serious. I don't mean this disrespectfully. Yeah. If you told me that she knew how to get on her phone and download a podcast, <laughs> I would eat a live hamster. I would, I would, I, I would, I'm with you. I would suck a fart out of my dog's asshole <laughs> on Instagram and blow it and then blow it into a jar and suck. I can't believe. I can't either. I, I can't. There's certain people. It's not just her. Like it's no, just yeah, like, yeah. It's certain just, people that are removed. You imagine that they don't live amongst like us. Like if she heard yeah. us talking about this, it would be some asshole didn't knew how to do all the work. Then and then had to send it to her in a way that she could compartmentalize it. Meaning like it would have to be in a in a TikTok. I, I don't would, know. I don't know. I don't think like it, there's people that are above email. Like, I, would, I would. By the way, I would love. 
I got to be really honest. Sure. I would love to be in Britney Spears' situation where she's in a conservatorship. Is that what it is? I, someone else runs her Every, money. No, everything, everything. Right? Runs like her she's not her own. Phone, she's not her, her own parent, right? She's like, someone's like her, basically her like parent right now. I right? think someone was, that, like, was like, listen, man, you talk wild sometimes. Let's make sure we don't lose this fortune. And they're like, are you cool with that? Like, If that's what it is, that's the best case scenario. It, we don't know what it is but i if if well all i know is i see people going free bit britney but yeah. i gotta be honest with you i would love to be in a situation where people are like free bert well and and leanne's <laughs> like nah fuckers you don't know no. him. like you you got to hear the way he talks but that's it's so funny because the free britney people are assuming that she's in a prison of her own home she's in a mansion she's with but her kids that's the thing she's maybe family maybe she she's looked at love. them maybe she looked at them and was like you guys, I trust you. You take care of this. Yeah, I'm going I, I, off to Brittany Island and I'm going to live a life with my kids. Like, that's and the be best happy case. Scenario. As yeah. Fuck. And it might be good. Yeah. You know, if, if you put me in that and they're <clears> like, and I was like, okay, okay, hold on. These are the rules. Mm. You can't tell me when I can't drink. Sure. You can't tell me when I can't smoke weed. Yep. And then I don't have to worry about money. And then, and by the way, you'll come to me and be like, hey, Bert, listen. We've got you a weekend in Vegas. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, oh, yeah, done. Done. Like, cool, cool. You know, we're going to be around you. We're sure. going to be keeping an eye on you. I was like, yeah, I'm fine. No, that's private uh, jet. And they're like, private jet. You're like, yeah. uh huh, 100%. I never have to open a bill? Yeah. Game on. You're I telling don't have me to... I don't have to ever worry. Ag you know, I would argue. I, I would argue, and I, this is my brain, mm -hmm. I would argue 50% of the people listening listen to this would love to be in a conservative ship where they're like, I don't have to worry about money anymore. I don't sure. have to worry about anything. All I get to do is just work out in the morning, have someone make me lunch, mm -hmm. hang out with my kids, go to the pool, I put on an outfit, take a picture of it, put it on Instagram, then I, go out to dinner with I my boyfriend. I think this is the community that my parents live in in florida i think this is what they're doing right now <laughs> what were we talking about before this oh anyway the, oh. this is this is my favorite feeling in the world we go to um we go to uh this britney thing which is really mm -hmm. fucking fun and then we go over to the grove and i haven't been to the grove in a while but the grove i associate hardcore with day drinking like i don't so think i don't know it but i've never been I, the farmer's market at great. the grove is an open air farmer's market that has um all really fantastic restaurants yeah and they're all kind of like sh just shops so you can go in there's tables you can grab food go sit somewhere there's a bar in the center they Sounds do karaoke amazing. on yeah, um, is, let me tell you trust me i know is, you yeah, this yeah. is right up your fucking you're, alley you're exactly right yeah. at, especially around sunset and I on a friday and they start doing karaoke and it's people that have been coming to this place and doing karaoke for 50 years yeah so you get like legit characters they know what they're doing dude it is um they it's a blast. A, see that four o'clock drink to six o'clock. It was it was three thirty, and yeah, we sat down. The golden and hour. I said, "What are you guys going to get to drink?" And my buddy Tom Nuskura, my other buddy Tom, said, uh, "I might get a bottle of a glass of champagne." And <sighs> I went. And th by the way, I'm getting it. My I'm salivating right now. I'm getting. Tingles. I went through the list of things I don't normally drink <laughs> yeah. to find something I would enjoy that would rep be representative of the lighting totally and the energy and the atmosphere totally and i said i'll take a glass of rosé please there you go who has rosé boom that is a perfect no one can argue an afternoon glass of rosé not uh, if they do they should be they their life should be ended right there yeah now listen if, if you're you against rosé at 3 30 <laughs> on a beautiful day when the sun's kind of hitting yeah. that moment where everyone's skin looks great 
Get out of my country. There's you th- should be out. Yeah, I agree 100%. Now, I will always argue there is an hour with which ordering it south of that hour is really risky. Like well, <laughs> uh, whenever I see people getting white wine in the morning, I'm like, Ugh. I mean, I get it. Like just have it say a bloody mary so like we can all go, oh, you don't okay. have a problem. It's a breakfast drink. Yeah, I yeah. I even understand a beer in the morning, but sure. but white wine in the morning, red wine in the morning, I'm like, you're a fucking you're, lunatic. There's something off about you. Yeah. You, Get you, a mimosa, you, you fucking animal. You need Britney's treatment at <laughs> Red of course, Wine in the Morning. Of course, they're sitting next to me as I go, I say this so quickly now that I know that I say it like an alcoholic. Double tea does a soda, big glass, no lime. <laughs> uh, can you say that one more time? Double tea does a soda, big glass, no lime. You want soda? Yeah, big glass, no lime. Pint uh, glass. Pint glass. I want to go to pint dude, glass. Dude, we that's where we really hit it off. Yeah. Pint class of Tito's. I go lots of ice. Lots of ice. Lots, lots of, ice. of soda. Lots of soda. Yeah. I want it cold till the end. I don't want oh, water yeah. Tito's at the end. No, I want freezing cold throughout. I, I order my iced coffees the same way. Lots, lots of, of ice. ice. I love ice. I said to the, I said I was in a hot spin today and I, and I, I bring a 64 ounce, uh, like a water jug in like a nalgene type of shit yeah like i like i have 64 ounces like a gallon of water like those, i bring in those, like those lifters and stringer tanks yeah. <laughs> just walking around with a- ha, 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 ha. <laughs> and the girl says this girl says to me holy god where do you get one of those and i was like i have no idea i got four of them and she was like she was like you alcoholism dr-. she was like, she's like i was like by the way you want to come and see tumblers at my house so she goes she goes what uh is is that all water i said yeah i'll drink it the whole thing and spend tonight mm. today she was like god and i was like <laughs> yeah i said well i like lots of ice like i'm defending it now i go i like yeah. lots of ice and she goes really and i was like oh so like a lot of it's filled with ice and then i like to chew ice sure and then and and then of course this has been my problem since i was a child i take what should be a in and out over and done casual conversation yeah and i take it one step level and i go i can never live in a third world country oh, she was now she's like oh, i didn't know the conversation was going this long and i was like yeah i'd be like drinking water out of a bucket uh i need crushed ice please yeah. and she was like I'm, I'm going to the bathroom now and i was like all right i'll talk to you later <laughs> she's, she's like i'm going to save uh, go adopt someone because you just reminded me that people don't have water at this at this type oh. of at, at arm's reach dig a well yeah. come on <laughs> what kind of loser who wants tap water yeah. <laughs> fucking yeah i love I, todd glasses like that is you can if you may he came over and i made him what i believe was a perfect cut glass of ice water mm-hmm. and he went and i put it right there and by the way it's like certain people I, like, I have these great pine glasses sure and i can eyeless this way like if you make her a good glass of ice water she'll take a look and appreciate it and be like thanks yeah this is a big deal to me Dude, I, i'm ice with you is a really big deal and we're, we, just, we just bought a new house and we're planning things out ice maker i said i said i need an ice maker and leanne's like oh yeah we're gonna get one i said whoa 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 whoa, whoa, whoa. you gotta decide on the type of ice yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. no Hold this on. is a big deal what kind of we don't just you're, glaze over that decision you're not gonna go in all willy-nilly no, going no, no. yeah that'll fit uh-uh no 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 do you want the cubed do i will build the- our kitchen around the style ice I, maker you couldn't be more right there, this is crazy. When I see so, like like when I see ice that's like ill formed. Oh, get out of here! I like the de- uh, you're an American Airlines guy. Yeah, I'm a Delta guy. Great ice that they have a shaped ice that's the 
the the long sliver type that's oh, where slippery. It's like these, yeah, and, and they come in cones or like or like not cones. Uh, it's, they come in uh in a honeycomb like pattern. Like they're like they're like eight of them coming together, and they got to break them up. No, that's different. Well, I let's know pull it, up different types of pull ice. up different types of ice because the Delta Sky Lounge ice is like a it's like a rounded top with a flat bottom, but it's flatter. It's like thin. It's I a thin, but it's slippery. So when you put it, when you put a the scooper in, the scooper can scoop it easily. Oh, you'd be shocked. But then there's the round. Not everyone's. Oh, is there an actual site that's like ice? The fourteen shapes? best ice cubes ranked. I whoever wrote this is a god on earth. I love this person that took okay. the time. Someone said to their parents, "They're like, what do you do for work?" Hold I read on. about ice shapes. By the way, this is what. Um, this is what I think. This is how I use Twitter now. Okay. Because this conversation, by the way, gets my dick hard. Yeah. What's your favorite type of ice? Dash, please text me a picture. That's huge. Why well, I'm very interested because there's the bar ice that's the circular, like fat type. I'm, I, and it's like, I know what I'm looking at in my head. I've never explained ice before, I guess. I know crushed yeah. ice. Well, you got crushed ice, then you got cube. like what I like to call uh, the 1980s suburban ice, which is like a half moon. It's like a, it's like a, it's like a half sunset where it's like curved think, on the top and then straight here. I think that's what I'm talking about with the Delta ice because that's the one that scoops easily. It's slippery. I mean, it's always funny to me because when I started doing comedy, I'd be like, hey, I'll get, let me get a, you have to get like the drink to do the open mic. Yeah. And I, I remember when I started, I thought everyone was like a fun, funny guy. Like I didn't think. We, this is, so this is. What do you on. got there? What so kind of So this ice? is, this is that ice. It's half moon ice. Let me see. You can kind of, I don't have a good well, piece because I crush it. So what I do is I crush it. We have an ice crusher and I love crushed ice. So, but here, this is what the, it kind of the looks original. Like. It's like got this like I know exactly curve and then straight. Mm -hmm. Um, I want I want crushed ice. I want like like the like the snowy crushed ice, like fluffy. Like I want well, like like ice. like fish ice. What, what's like fish ice? Coffee bean and tea leaf used to have a coffee ice. bean. Coffee bean crushed ice. Yeah, is fucking amazing. That's legit. Coffee that's, bean crushed ice is that's what I want that's, in life. That's a great. That's what I want in life. That's coffee a great bean ice. crushed ice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to go to them and say. What's your ice maker? That's the yeah. ice maker I want. By the way, ice makers are expensive as Dude. fuck. They run 24 hours a day. <laughs> 24 hours a day. The electricity bill's crazy. Through the water, through the roof. I remember I dated this girl and I and I was in my apartment and I was doing comedy and like we, while we were dating, she was like, I, I at some point I must have been drunk and I said to her, I'll, I know I've made it when I have an ice machine. And on my birthday, which is like, this is probably like four years ago today. She goes, we broke up like today, four years ago. Okay. So I break up with her outside of her apartment and she goes, hold on. I have to get, and I felt bad. I feel bad about this because I, I like, I really liked her. We were, it just didn't work out. She yeah. went on, she got married. She's got kids. It's great. But I remember I was like, Hey, I'm having this uncomfortable conversation with her outside of her apartment. I go, I got, I, we're done. And she goes, well, you have to take your gift. And I go, what gift? And it's the nicest gift anyone's oh ever gotten God. me, even including my girlfriend now, who's probably listening and going, fuck you. Um, she comes down with this huge box and it's an ice maker. And I go, I can't take this. I'm like, I can't. And she's in New York City. She's in between two avenues. She's, she's the middle. 
So her apartment's the middle between two avenues, and I and it's this huge fucking box. And I go, I can't take this. I I understand the gift. It is the sweetest gift. I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. But she goes, you have to take it. I can't have it. I can't look at it. The ice maker will always oh remind me God. of you. And then I I go, okay. So she leaves, and now I'm left with this box. You know when you carry a box, but with like your knee too. Yeah. <laughs> so I start carrying it down to the avenue to try and get a cab. So I'm like, I'm just waddling. You're like, this. no, literally, I can't take this. Like this was gonna be a pain in my ass to get this home. I need the dolly. Yeah. And I'm trying to walk to the avenue to get a cab, and I'm like using my knee to walk it. And finally, I get to the end, and the cab, and I get a cab. He gets out to help me in with it. I just kept imagining how slow. Oh. Like you break up with someone, you're like, "Get me out of here! I want to be on the next jet to fucking Reliefville." Oh my god! And I'm just carrying this ice maker. The ice maker stayed in my apartment unopened for like six months. Like, what just, kind of ice was it? Was it was it bell shaped ice? It was never gonna make it. It was yeah. never. It was. It was like one of those that you would order in like Sky Magazine. I, I had that one. That's Do why you, I'm wondering. Was it? They used to make bell shaped ice. I, what's and, it was it was a it was a stick and the the ice would form on top of it and oh. make like a bell so there was a hollow part in the center but I know there was like a bell about. shaped on it i used to have that ice because i i was like i'm i've been obsessed with ice for a while yeah right now i get 300 pounds of ice delivered to my house every sunday where do you put it in that tub and then i and then i i do polar plunges in it really yeah i'll do it i'll do it tonight it depends on if we're gonna does it make tonight. you feel good right can i can i honestly tell you I almost texted you and said, bring a bathing suit. You done. would love it. It's so fucking great. How long are you in town till? Friday morning. I'm going to Friday afternoon. I'm going to. You head down Friday afternoon? <coughs> maybe <coughs> maybe I'll text you tomorrow and see if you want to sauna and polar plunge. I would love that. I don't know what I'm. I don't, I, I, I got to fly tomorrow, but I don't know what time. But Show I, yeah, time. I go into the sauna for like 45 minutes. I've had friends come over and, I, and like one of my buddies just came over. You just get in the sauna for like 30 minutes is long enough. Yeah. It, it doesn't get that hot. Like. Uh, I just got a text from uh, Laird Hamilton and Gabby Reese do this, but theirs is really, really hot. Uh -huh. Like really, I think he goes like 200 plus degrees. I got to imagine that he does whatever the craziest version. I can't. Yeah, I I can't. She texted me and was like, hey, you know, we, we solar and polar, so we uh, saw on polar plunge. If you ever want to do it on da, 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 you know, hit me up. Let me know. We'd love to have you. And then I was like, I wanted to be like, hey, you know, I'm, you know, I'm like an alcoholic, like. I don't know if I maybe you have a doctor there. Like I, I don't want to. You can't just get me up to a layer. Any speed. research? Yeah, like yeah. Like I'm partying yeah. pretty fucking hard. Yeah, like, you guys. I do like, a lot of. I do this to get the hangover done with. Yeah, you guys. You guys have been chewing on eucalyptus for thirty years. Yeah, what you guys have been chewing on. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? You guys are a living, breathing spa. Oh. Dude, you got to come on my podcast again. This is I would too love much to. fucking fun. Dude, I'm having a blast, when, man. Whenever, I really appreciate it. Whenever you come out here, hit me up. I will always be candid, and if it doesn't work, I'll just let you know. Because you're the Dude. one person that I was like, that I was like, I I can when when we we had to, I had to cancel last time. I was like, I can cancel guys like that. I go, they know I'm not big timing them. Totally, like that's the, never like Stefano. I I've, I've done it with Stefano where he hit sure. me up. I go, yeah, we'll do it. And then I'm like, the last minute, I'm like, I can't make it. I go, that never. There's some people that you just can't do that to, and then you're like, fucking, you're like, I don't even want to book it. Like, don't even put them on the books because I can't I can't be responsible for that totally but, but and then even today i was like i'm looking at the, I'm in the movie theater it's like 145 i go motherfucker dude i you called me and i was like of course i'm like ah like i was just yeah. pumped to hang with you yeah but i was like we're gonna figure it out yeah like it's not like you know like yeah. what you know but it's it's a pleasure to be i dude. i it's, it's so cool to see like all this i mean like you were so nice to me years back 
like we worked at the Borgata together. We worked at Mohegan, or Mohegan, Mohegan. Sun, yeah. And when the, right after and Foxwoods, I think both, yeah, their club and you know I love working with those guys. And it's like, it's uh, it's I'm just fucking happy for you, man. And the fucking Dude. the Hobson thing is crazy. I'm, I can't wait to play that on the bus you gotta this weekend. Play Funky Town and see just look at him see if he says anything I, oh i definitely will i'm gonna watch his eyes just out of the corner of my eyes and just be like do it and see, bum, see bum, if he, bum, 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 bum. he has a whole bit it's a whole thing god i i <laughs> you might end up you know getting involved i i can't wait i it's gonna ha it's going down yeah it's going down dude nate so what name of your podcast tour dates you got coming out i don't know when we're when's this coming out N is it next week? Oh yeah, prob probably next so, week. That'd be awesome. I'm gonna be in so March. I'm at Gotham. No, I don't want to get this right. March. I'm at Laugh Boston. Okay. Um, let me do it. March 19th to the 21st is Laugh Boston, and April 17th and 18th I'm at Gotham, and then the podcast is. The You Up podcast, which is we give dating advice and talk about modern dating shit, and J Train podcast, and that's the sa similar but different, just more. Um, you said you listened to Ron and Fez. Uh huh. Do you remember Shelby from Ron and Fez? Uh, I think so. Yeah. He was the producer oh, yeah, yeah, of my yeah, show yeah. now. Okay. Yeah, great. and he does. He added this whole other element of like he's the best. He's just like we have sound effects. It's so stupid. Oh, and I it's gotta just be honest. Fun. With you. you gotta. I, there was a period where sound effects were frowned upon. They're so fucking funny. I am so in on sound effects. Yeah. You know, my whole podcast is like it's ninety percent sound effects. No, 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 no. It, it's like we music at the front. We put like uh, we had a whole <laughs> people emailed about this guy. We have also it's a very big female listenership, so it's all women that oh, write in. Yeah. It's crazy. So if you're a guy like listening, like you get inside a female's brain just by hearing the emails that are sent in. Like you're oh, like wow. we had a girl write in that she hooked up with this dude in New Orleans and then found out like a minute into looking him up, they're like this guy's engaged, and he had just given her this whole speech about how he loves trust and all this shit. honesty and honesty and so we just this whole bit of just like speaking in a fucking southern just like the fidelity of marriage and then like <laughs> we put like fucking you know me in a wig you know like it's just oh, that's stupid fucking great. so we're just fucking around yeah. having fun so yeah i'll be out in new york in uh, mid mid march i gotta get you on you gotta yeah, come I would love we gotta to. studio I would the whole to. deal so dude thank you i really appreciate no, it. no dude i absolutely love you you're one of the fucking greatest dude. i'm I'm so happy that you're fucking <laughs> succeeding and going out and touring and blowing it up on the podcast. Trying, man. Anytime, anytime you come out to LA, open invite. Just hit me up and we could bang out shit like this. All I could Dude, fucking talk to you about anything. You got to come yell at The Bachelor with me. <laughs> I yell I'm, at The Bachelor every Monday night. I've never seen The Bachelor. You watch it through me. All right. You watch it. I, I yell at The Bachelor every Monday night on my Instagram and I fucking. Oh, I've seen that. I've seen Dude, that. I've seen you do that. It's the dumbest thing yeah. ever. My girlfriend almost breaks up with me every Monday night. <laughs> and it's, but I've had, you know, Michelle came and did it with me once and just oh, us fun. yelling at TV. So it's fun. But I'm in. Thank I'm you, in. Man. I appreciate no, it. No, fucking have a, have a good time in the Hoyle. Absolutely. This episode was brought to you by The Machine.